Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Welcome back to Always Almost There, a Goose podcast series on We Move Through Stormy Weather. I'm Neil. I'm Kev. I'm Sweet D. I'm Brian, a.k.a. Jive Goose. And I'm Ryan. The five of us are here today to talk about the final leg of the Dripfield Summer Tour. And boy, is it good to be back. It's been a couple of months uh, since I was here for one of these, at least, and a couple of months since you guys did one of these, isn't it? We missed you, Ryan. Yeah, it's been too long, Ryan. Missed you guys, too. It's, it, was a, it was a fantastic summer at camp. But I, I very much missed uh, podcasting and talking for multiple hours about Goose, I have to say. Good news, right? <laughs> and now you get to do it multiple times a week some, some weeks. Very excited. Great segue, D. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, um, we just recently launched Always Almost There Live, um, which means the day after every Goose show, we will be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at AAT Goose Pod. Check us out at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We'll be recapping the previous night's show. Any of the five of us who are available will be there, as well as we are going to have some special guests of people who were at the show. So uh, we will be putting out an announcement on our social medias in the next couple of weeks, looking for guests for the upcoming fall tour. So keep your eye out for that. Yeah, let us know if uh, where you're going to shows this 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 tour. Yeah, pack Very, up a plug. The first two are really uh, a lot of fun to do. Can't can't wait to do some more. Yeah, and uh, you know they're a lot of fun, and they will also be available to listen wherever you get your podcasts. So right here where you're listening, while you're listening to this, you can also go look at the always almost there live episodes that are uploaded as well. Very exciting. Yeah, so uh, just one more thing on because I've had a couple conversations with people about like what it means to be a guest on, on the live show. Ah. And like, if you're at the show, all you have to do is come on and talk casually about your experience at the show. We don't need in-depth jam analysis or anything like that. We just want people who are there to come yeah. on and, and talk about what they saw, what they heard, what they felt while they were there. In the, the, uh, what's, what's, all of it. what's the yeah. appearance fee? What are we charging fans to come on the show? 
Uh, <laughs> a crisp high five. If you see one of us at a show, you must give us a crisp high five. That's all we ask. Fair enough. Flick right in the nuts. Be nice uh, to Ryan's ball sack. <laughs> that one works too. Um, well, should we dive into uh, this August tour? Let's do it. The end of the Dripfield Summer Tour. Fear not. We have the Dripfield Fall Tour on the horizon. So starting off on August 12th, after a few weeks off the road post Newport, uh, we have a two night stand at the Chrysalis near Meriwether post pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. This is a really, really cool venue. I, I think, you know, not having been there or anything, just seeing pictures and video. It just looks amazing. What do you guys think of this place? Yeah. I think even just on those initial tour dates and saw this venue and heard of, uh, you know, something connected to, to Meriwether, um, which people, I myself have never been, but have only heard wonderful things. Um, but to, to hear of this other venue uh, sort of by the, the main amphitheater and just seeing those pictures, sort of the, the green, like dome, sort of alien looking, um, I mean, concert sort of stage and, and setting. And it just, within the trees, it, it looked pretty magical. Indeed, to add to that just a little bit, uh, if any of y'all are following AZN Picks on Twitter, uh, she just did an amazing, amazing job of capturing the lights, the Getty Light Show, uh, and what that light show looked like at that venue, and it was amazing. Yeah, she takes amazing shots. Yeah, and I think Kevin nailed that. You know, he, Getty had like the show of the tour, you know, or the shows of the tour at, at, uh, at Chrysalis, like those. The, the pictures looked amazing from like just about everybody who took pictures there. And I really wish I, uh, I, I wish I made the drive down there because it wasn't too far for me, but uh, wow, gorgeous venue. Getty rose to the occasion, you know, they keep playing these bigger stages and they keep rising to that. And Getty does it along with them. And it's absolutely spectacular. This Definitely. particular venue. Well, let's dive into this show. Uh, we've got first sure. set, Butterflies, Butter Rum, Lead the Way, The Whales, My Generation, Jive One. Really stand out from this set to me is the My Generation jam. You know, this song is interesting because it's just a cover of a Who song, but all the times they've played it, it's gone to a really interesting jam. This one being the longest of the bunch uh, so far, I think only three plays, but it is, you know, this this jam came out really well. They get into this really nice and ambient space um, just out of the song. I think it's a really, really good jam vehicle that's surprising you know coming out a cover like that i'm also now looking it up and it seems that they've played it seven times not three so i was incorrect what do you guys think of this my generation and the first set i think it's my favorite definitely version for sure seemed to fit the venue well too i agree it sort of went into uh after coming out of that rock song you know kind of finding a more like ambient uh ethereal type space which um i think they've done a better job at at this tour too uh rest of the set solid butterflies to open is fun um obviously chrysalis i think every one of us overlooked that on fantasy goose too which was kind of funny um but you know just a fun first set to start this leg what do you guys think jive one to close yeah yeah i mean that my generation is pretty great uh you know and it, they get to the jam real quick too. It's like right at about the 420 mark in the song that they actually nice. kind of drop into the jam section of it. Nice. Um, and they're yeah, right at 420. No joke. Uh, <laughs> and then 
it, the interesting thing about this one is like, I wasn't really sure if they were going to keep jamming or if they were going to start playing Dr. Darkness. Cause Rick was doing like the same exact thing he normally does when they're about to go into Dr. Darkness, which is like kind of like bend down and just start tweaking knobs. But you know, we got a pretty great jam out of the deal. And uh, yeah, the only thing I really have to say about the rest of the set is uh, if you're tracking Peter Yaz, we got one in Jive One. There you go. P- Peter Yaz are always a, a good indicator of a, a great show or jam. Yeah, tweaking knobs, tweaking knobs. Tweaking knobs. And then we move into the second set uh, where you've got All I Need, The Old Man's Boat, Creatures, Shamalama Ding Dong with a Tumble Encore. You know, this All I Need, it's the second 35-minute All I Need of the summer, which is crazy that there are two 35-minute All I Needs this summer. This one really, you know, the one at Legend Valley has a lot of meat on the first jam and then still an incredible second jam. This one is all about the second jam. Mm-hmm. And it really goes to a unique place that a lot of All I Need second jams don't go. Slows it down more instead of just the straight-ahead groove after a little while and really, like, really gets places. I found that, you know, as I was listening to it, it's like, oh, this is pretty, you know, standard-sounding All I Need uh, up until you know, a little while into the second jam, and then it really started going places. And I, I really, really enjoyed where this one went. Kev, what did you think? I love dubstep. I mean, we need to get that out of the way right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, it was a quick transition out of that first set, and obviously we're going to spend time talking about this 35-minute All I Need. Uh, all I Need, they kill it every time they play it. It's one of their main jam vehicles. I love listening to it. Uh, moving into Old Man's Boat, Creatures, you know, it was a great second set. I don't Shama. Know how, yeah, I don't know how y'all feel uh, moving into Shama. It's a fan fan favorite. You know, Paige Caruso, there's a lot of a lot of fandom out there that loves the Shama. Jive, what do you think of the Shama? Oh, I'd rather talk about the All I Need. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good transition. So what do you think about the All I Need then? So... Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, huge, huge highlight. Another, another really big all I need. I think everybody's thoughts immediately went to, you know, wanting to compare this to Legend Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Legend Valley one is, is you know, I, I would say head and shoulders above this one, but I mean, I think it's quite a bit better just with the darkness and I feel like it's there's greater variance in that jam and it's more interesting to me. This one was really cool. I, I felt like, you know, it really took until about the 19, 20 minute mark um, yep. for things to really get yep. interesting. And that's where that's where, you know, it really had my attention. And yeah, and then the next 15 minutes, I mean, there's some really good stuff there. So definitely I'm pretty sure I've got in my top 15 jams of the year. So, I mean, it's it's no slouch at all. But yeah, it, it is interesting. Those two just monster all I need this year, you know, just right back to, like you said, Kev, just crushing every version. Now, will you say something nice about the Shama? <laughs> um, and they played Shama. <laughs> it was there. It was great. It was, yeah, it, it was, it, it was a good one, you know? Yeah. High yeah. energy, high energy finish to this, the set in the show. Definitely. No, I agree. I think, yeah, the two, it's like the two sides of the all I need uh, for me. Legend Valley with that, the dissonance and sort of heavy bass and um, sort of the, the darker spaces, uh, you know, trying to work away from those adjectives darkness because we have so much good jams that this, this, this uh, you know, band is doing right now. But yeah, the, and I think what this one showed is if they do explore and get to those spaces, sometimes it can pay off. It doesn't always do so. Um, but yeah, it was nice to sort of see the second jam take a different turn. 
tumble encore. I mean, great way to open and Gravy. open the leg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of an encore, right? Yeah. Encore that shit. Dude. Encore that shit. <laughs> uh, you know, it. I'll say this about the, the all I need. Um, <laughs> I, I think when you kind of like juxtapose this all I need with the Legend Valley all I need, um, I think Legend Valley shows you a lot of kind of the, the future of goose jamming. We talked about this like a little bit offline where there's kind of like the bliss darkness pairing in the jam. This this all I need that we're talking about now is like more. I don't know. It reminds me of like an older all I need. Like they could have done this all I need in 2021. And I, I think that would have been kind of normal for them. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of off base on that one. But uh, other note on this is in the Nugs comments, somebody was saying <laughs> that they heard like a beast pose tease in this. And I kind of re-listened to it today just to see if I could hear that beast pose in there. And like, they do get kind of close to it uh, at points. I think that's so. just that. That's like saying though that there's a tease of a creatures from a specific date. Like, yeah, that's you're fair. not. It, it, yeah, not that's not a true. recognizable tease. It's just a recurring jam theme, which is still cool to note, but it's not something right. that goes so on the set list. It kind of bolsters my point that this feels like kind of like a vintage, like yeah. all I need. That's like fair. Vintage, that's I mean, like one year yeah. old. Um, Twenty twenty, even. Yeah, exactly. Um, so very cool all i need I, I don't know if i put it in the same class as the all i need from legend valley but uh it, it's a pretty great one and then the other thing about this set which like nobody is talking about is how good this old man's boat is it's it's really 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 good and probably one of my favorite old man's boats ever which is like you know it's not like the list of like the greatest jams they've ever done but it's definitely worth a re-listen because I, I tend to kind of skip over boats when I re-listen to shows, but this one it shouldn't be skipped. It's it's actually quite good. Good really boat. Good. good boat. Shall we move on to the next show? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. We'll take All it right. away. All right. So second night of Chrysalis, uh, set one, we had Elizabeth uh, and Atlas Dogs in the original arrangement. Echo of Rose, which is a Kevin favorite Ow. and one of mine. Uh, Yeti, Turbulence in the Night Rays and Jive 2. Um yeah, and like what I'll say about this one is like I love the original arrangement of of Atlas Dogs. Love how that melted into Echo of a Rose. I thought that was beautiful. Uh, and then the jam in this Echo of a Rose is so cool. Mm. And to me, it, it sounds like they're kind of riffing on the outro jam of Pancakes a little bit in this. Mm. Uh, Agreed. Yep. Yep. I've gone back to this one a bunch and listened to it a bunch of times. It's a really, really good jam. Yeah, yeah I heard I, that too. Sort of the finish. I just listened to it, and it's yeah, it's. It has a very unique peak. This but, uh, set, this first set, is all about the Atlas Dogs Echo of a Rose. Like it's, it's just yeah, so it good. Hearing that original arrangement come back after a bunch of plays in June, um, in the the indie groove arrangement, if you will, um, and then yeah, that absolutely beautiful, just the way it, like the jam melts into Echo so perfectly, and then Echo is just straight fire uh, for its twenty minutes. Like you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit. The Echo's not. I don't think going to make very many of our jam of the year playlists, but it's a really, really fantastic jam, really strong, still showcase of the band, just killing it. Let um, me ask you something real quick, Ryan, in, in yes. Jive as well. If, if this echo, if this echo kept going for say three or four more minutes and, and kept developing the way that it was, would it have made it into that conversation for both y'all? I mean, very possibly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's hard to say, <clears throat> Excuse me. Theoretically, what might happen? I mean, I guess I'm asking, it, like specifically, is it the because it was only you know 20 or 21 minutes versus like some of the other versions? Does that 
does that hurt no. it against some of the other versions? No, I, I look at I look at quality over quantity. Gotcha. Yeah, and in fact, in fact, Kev, um, I actually have the uh, what was the date on? I've got the Minneapolis yeah Echo two, on my two nine, and that was only sixteen as well. minutes long. Got it. Uh, but it's but it's a super interesting, you know, just killer jam. It's just not long. So you know, it's it's the same type of efficiency you know, rating that we all give to San Fran with San Francisco. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So not about the length at all. I think Love this it. echo was awesome just to get back to, to MPP. I mean, or, or chrysalis rather, but it's a, it's a great echo. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's more of, I guess, you know, if, if we want to say type one and type two and that kind of thing, this would be a little bit more type one for me because they, it's kind of just a, you know, I don't know, pedal to the floor kind of, kind mm-hmm. of just, you know, All gas. high energy type jam. So no breaks. great jam. Yeah. Super fun to dance to and, and whatever, but yeah, I mean, you know, but when, to your question, yeah. when we're looking at and kind of ranking these things and, and comparing them or whatever, I just didn't feel like there was anything incredibly interesting about it, but that doesn't mean it wasn't still awesome. Right. Yeah. And if I could, cause I've made, I don't know how many times in the group chat I've told you all, I'm listening to the Atlas Rose again, uh, probably nine, nine times, 10 times, somewhere in that area. Uh, that Atlas dogs, OG dogs, uh, with that jazzy little jam that Trevor kind of gets everybody into towards the end there. And like you were saying that melt into echo, like that is some of my favorite 32 minutes of music that I'm always going back to. I mean, it's just so good. So man, so great to revisit. Kev, I got your back. It's okay to, you know, just have those jams that you need to put on at certain times. And like, I could totally see how this is one of them. We'll and hear you, about that. And Neil, you, you referenced that, right? Like, say it's not necessarily, you know, you actually have a, a like a nugs list, right? Of like comforting jams that you go back to. Yeah. I mean, some, some jams, they may not be the best jams. I'm making finger quotes now, but it's, there are jams no, that fit like moods that I, I'd love to put on. And, and like, yeah. I could totally see this one being one of them. This echo. Hey, Neil. Sure. Is that the, is that the Neil's bath time jams playlist you sent me? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you know, I get the bubble, I get a bath bomb. Um, and then I put on peach tumble. Neil's yeah. time. And it's just Happy like, Pierce you know, James. all my troubles just melt away. Oh boy. Uh, just so Trevor, let's talk about cover dropping bombs. Let's, let's get to the set. With your let's bath. Get to let's talk about set too. Uh, this set two is worth talking about for sure. Uh, so for opens with Earthling or Alien, right? So ready, Travelers, Love is a Battlefield, Empress of Organos, and so, then White Lights for the first time in forever, clo- uh, Encore. But this Earthling or Alien is is just outrageous. The business. Um, it, it, the first of its kind, right? But not the only one of its kind, as we're going to kind of talk about later uh, on this show. Um, yeah, they really took this one for a ride and I mean, boy, is it spectacular. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to talk about the details, but yeah, I think it's also worth noting that white lights here is coming off a 15 show gap, which is its third longest gap ever. Sorry. It's second longest gap ever. Uh, the only longer one, uh, was when it was played at, uh, T's house, March 27th, 2020 after a 17 show gap. And this one was 15. It's really interesting that it's kind of, you know, fallen out of the rotation a little bit after being on a really, really tight, uh, really, really tight rotation, I guess. A lot again, of new songs uh, coming into the, the mix. For a while. That's Definitely. True. And, and it's interesting, you know, tracking that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but this, this Earthling... Lesson. 
yes, thank you. Uh, th- this this Earthling, really, really amazing. You know, we don't have video of this, but uh, we've been told by people who are at the show that it was due to a broken string from Rick um, that caused the jam to kind of start going off in a different direction. And then it just kept going and it just got like super dark and amazing. And so it, this is, I think, the second instance this year where we've seen a, a pop string mid jam kind of lead to a new kind of exploration. Uh, the other one being the Louisville Indian River. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's a really cool how that can push the other guys. It's like, oh, well, Rick's not playing. Let's, you know, kind of go somewhere with this. Um, and so it's interesting to see how they adapt to him you know, taking a second to swap guitars or whatever he does there. Yeah. This earthling or alien is the goat. It's the jam of this show. It's my number 16 jam of the year right now. And yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing. I mean, look, it goes dark. It goes, it, it gets pretty nasty and, you know, I don't always love the song, but you know, this jam just really, wow. I mean, just, you know, you've been talking about it, Neil, like referencing a lot of the conversations we've been having on the side with just, you know, the trying to just mix in more darkness, doing a lot of the kind of darkness and bliss, you know, within the same jams, within the same songs. Yeah. This one just went straight, straight bad boy. And uh, yeah, it keeps going for a while and it's, and it stays pretty interesting. You know, sometimes it'll just chug along it might hit that territory and just kind of chug along a little bit, but yeah, this one, this one really kind of keeps, keeps things interesting. And so, yeah, big, big time highlight um, of probably of this run really for me. You came around on this one. I, I think you, you weren't so high on it right away. So what changed for you? Well, so, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have streams for this. Right. And so, you know, first night we had, uh, we had a fan stream, I believe. I was tweeting the settlers from something second night. We didn't have anything. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes with earthling or alien, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I come in, I come in the door and I'm like, Oh, earth or alien. Okay. Well, you know, it can't be that good. Right. It's earthling. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not, it's, this I one's think it's alien. Fair to say, this one's alien. This one's alien. That's yeah. good. thought it was, the I goat. think it's fair to, I think it's fair to, <laughs> It's a goat too. I really liked it too. I think it's, I agree. I sort of write off songs where there are possibilities and potentials based on, you know, the composition at times. And this one did it, but yeah, I listened back, I think a second or third time and just was sort of floored by it. Um, driving and yeah, stayed interesting, got different and uh, didn't stick in the same place, which some of those jams, like you said, Brian can kind of, when they get a little too repetitious, uh, it just sort of loses my focus. And I don't know, sort of, I think, lacks anything interesting. But yeah, really good jam, good set. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to say about the show, which like was in the first set. Uh, but that Jive 2 has like a good kind of 30, 30 to 45 seconds of just straight Mule from Rick. And I think Trevor, too, which is like kind of like an interesting note. Definitely worth like going back and checking out. Uh, kind of steps out of like the normal jive too. Was that, that a CCP? Quick, 
if I could do a, a quick comment on the set two here, I think I remember uh, texting Jive uh, something flippant about the ERA, like, is it worth my time? Uh, in sort of the same vein as y'all, like, you know, Earthling or Alien is usually Earthling or Alien. And uh, I remember after that 25 minutes, uh, uh, almost texting him back an apology, like, holy shit. It's always good to ha- be apologetic about a good jam. <laughs> yeah. And also don't don't judge a book by its title, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. True. So should we talk about the only shows that matter, uh, which is the Colorado run? Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we'll get to we'll get to Mister Attendance Bias in a couple of shows. But holy, holy. Yeah. I, I, I'm not watching one. Ryan, but I just oh, saw him roll his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So next up, we had uh, the first of the three nights uh, in the Colorado run, um, starting on uh, Tuesday, August 16th. Um, at the Dillon Amphitheater uh, in Dillon, Colorado. So sort of up near Breckenridge. Um, we had me, Jive, and Kevin at these shows. I um, was graciously scooped by Kev at uh, train station and um, had the a Subaru wonderful Subaru blasting Billy Strings. Yep, yep. <laughs> Brought it on arrival. That's as, good imagery as, right there. Yeah, was the as, Counting as, Crows CD get scratched up? No, well, I made I, I made promises, and, and I wanted to fulfill my promises. I yeah, appreciate y'all. Counting, the Counting Crows vinyl greeted me when I sat down on the couch for the first time in Kev's right basement. Here. So, you know, um, but yeah, so great day, and yeah, we got up there. It was raining, weather was awful, um, but uh, just a beautiful setting. Great crowd, wonderful group of people. We had a wonderful house with our good friends. Uh, the the best engagement ever in Goose history, of course, from Be- Becca and Brendan. So shout out to them. But uh, yeah, so in the midst of the rain, um, we have our first set here, uh, which was Bob Don opener, uh, Time to Flee, Indian River, followed by SOS, little labyrinth bust out, and hot tea to close. So my initial thoughts, the flea is definitely the my highlight of the set. Um, Bob Don was a, was a, you know, interesting opener. I sort of likened it to the, uh, five, four, 21, was it Fred, um, or five, three, maybe I'm getting the date wrong. 2021, um, with the arrow Don and when it was raining, that's five, three, five, three. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah, but, but good opener, but yeah, the flea is, it's pretty cool. Sort of, I think when, you know, they, you could kind of tell the the weather and everyone was settling in, but, um, good little jam, just nice sort of type one typical flea, but good push. Uh, Indian river had an, you know, sort of a, it was version like 6.7, I think Brian uh, (laughs) termed it as so (laughs) eighties. Is that what coach said? Eighties intro, eighties vibe, eighties vibe intro. Um, feel. 80s feel, thank is you. That, is that New code for, Super is, Ted 80s feel. Is that Ooh. code for, for Peter using synth? Basically. Well, yeah, and they like broke it down though, so it was like very vocal and and the the synth. Did, it was kind of it was kind of like we the do talk ready. about this. Yeah, we we did talk about this uh, live, at length right, pretty yeah. much on yeah. the live episode for Portland. Yeah, we did it live. We did it live. So go check that out. We did we did do it live. When otherwise. My first labyrinth, so that was kind of cool, but you know, other than, good set. How do you? What do you guys think about it? So let, let let me just jump in real quick because I want to say a couple things. Um, you know, I know we're trying to get through these through the show, so this pod isn't like incredibly long, uh, but we wanted to take a little bit of extra time for Dylan and Red Rocks just because we had we had the crew. Because you were there, 
<laughs> yeah, we had, we had, well, we had the crew there. You know what I mean? Oh, so oh, um, oh. you and Neil are going to do a Radio City special special episode um, <laughs> yeah. where you guys get to talk about the shows you were at. A retrospective. Um, so, yeah, like <laughs> D said, I mean, you know, got I got in the night before, met up with Brennan and Becca, had a nice house in Frisco. And then Kevin D showed up the next day, a little bit of Stumbled rain, in. had a great time. That hot you know, tub, got, though. Yeah, we got a great spot. We got a great spot on kind of the, you know, the, you know, the first row of the seats. Um, And yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a really fun time. The venue is just incredible. I mean, the definitely met way more, you know, Wednesday night was like kind of the, you know, the mingle, the mingle session where we just met so many people and, you know, we had, oh man, we had just crews all around us full of people that we knew uh, meeting awesome people that we didn't know. And I mean, it was just such a feel good vibe at these shows. I think everybody was just appreciating the venue, um, you know, just the good times that everybody was having. I mean, it was, it it truly was just, just an awesome, awesome time. Um, And so, but yeah, yeah. Just real quick, just comments on this night one. I mean, yeah, time to flee had a, had a really nice jam to it. Um, just kind of easing into the show, pretty laid back stuff. You know, the SOS, mm-hmm. the, I feel like a lot of these, uh, you know, shenanigans have been really strong lately. It's just, I always like to see that crushed it labyrinth. It's cool. You know, I mean, it's, it's long. Um, and then, and then T closer, you know, so I, over, yeah. I, I just can't, I just can't overstate how much fun I was having though. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. It didn't really matter in the moment. You know, and that's everybody's sentiments at every show to be, to be fair. You know what I mean? It's like everybody comes home or walks out of a set thinking, holy shit, that was so incredible. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's the vibe. You know what I mean? Everybody's, everybody's putting that out there and then everybody's picking it up. You know what I mean? And that's the beautiful thing. And how many Mm -hmm. times have we discussed it that, yes, our pod is about discussing these jams, but sometimes just well, precisely executed songs can be a good time as well yes i will say uh we do miss the with part of bob don yes oh my yeah it's every we're just it's just waiting on a prayer at this point as we were i called like looking at both brian and kevin it's like (laughs) no so yeah i'm just happy i'm just happy it was raining so nobody could see the tear coming from my left eye yeah yeah Yeah, so i only have one thing to say about the set which is uh Labyrinth was the first Labyrinth since June or January 30th in San Fran. So that's an incredibly long time. Was that 43? 43. 43. 43, 43 oh, show gap. Um, and then the other thing is like, I was calling Labyrinth uh, Goose's Petrichor, which has like actually like gotten some traction now. <laughs> and like, I don't say that as pejorative at all. Uh, Cause I actually, I do like Petrichor, but um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that cool. you like the labyrinth. <laughs> it's yeah. like you like Petricor. Um, but uh, yeah, Ouch. dude, it, it, it's it's cool if they bust it out every like so often, and it's a nice one to pick up if you're you know chasing songs. So it's a cool yeah. one for the set. I think we're pretty yeah. lucky to get it. Stats, stat man. Yep. So just real quick, I know like probably all of you guys know the story behind Labyrinth in terms of its composition. Like, how did that happen? Like. How was Labyrinth written? Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, and I have, this is no guarantee that it's factual. 
is that Rick wrote it when he was in high school. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to hit on. And just as a multi-part composition, like I know impressive. it was debuted by the shenanigans. It, it, it's, I, I would say impressive and, and I know it doesn't jam and, and it's just that. very composed and it is what Do it is. Care? And again, Circa... I get this as a jam analysis show so we can move on. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool piece of trivia. And then no, we, an, we analyze vibes. We analyze and, vibes. Too. I, like, the, to close I, the set. I like the vibes. Let's yeah. let's move on to the second set. Yeah, here. there's some stuff to dig into. Um, yeah, so yeah, good good set. Uh, so flow down opener, nice long intro. We had a drive followed by a western sun, um, which dripped into Moby. Um, always a pleasure as well. And finishing the set with Into the Mist and Pancakes with a Doobie Song encore. Yeah, much. Th- this was obviously the more of the highlight in terms of set. Um, Long intro on the flow down, which they've continued to explore and 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 sort of work, and uh, definitely gets people going right away. Um, sort of a typical straightforward drive, not too much in it. Um, my highlight being, of course, the Western Sun. Yeah, just a beautiful song, and they have been sort of. We've been seeing it a lot more. You know, the song in general is sort of on uh, very much short rest, but this one got interesting, got dark. Um, got to some very cool spaces and probably my favorite moment with with rick he was just really into the into this the the set and yeah good finish i I like the set another strong mist um finished mist and high energy pancakes so great set for me yeah i really i really like this this uh the the meat of the set if you will for me is the western sun into moby Mm -hmm. i was just re-listening to it uh, a little while before we hopped on to record this just really nice and melodic playing from Rick, you know, keeping in that typical Western sun, major key, gorgeous jam. Um, and then they really, really nailed the segue into Moby, just kind of brought it down super quiet, let Peter kind of handle the transition on uh, vintage vibe. And they really like they stuck with the, the tempo of the jam for a little bit leading into Moby, which I thought was really cool. I think sometimes uh, the transition can be a little bit clunky because of the tempo change. But I think they really nailed uh, the intro to Moby here, and this is one of the finest Mobies I've heard from them live. Just yeah, it was better on re-listen too. I like was like I thought they almost stopped, but when you hear it in recording, the the sort of slide is beautiful. Yeah, and I I believe that someday I will see Moby live, and I will probably cry. Right, Kev. So I don't know if this is misogynistic or not, but when Trevor dropped into the Moby baseline, (laughs) like I. I almost felt my kidney puncture. Like, <laughs> what? Those are deep, <laughs> deep bass notes. Why would that be misogynistic? I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, Kev. I this Western Sun was cool. Like, from a perspective of somebody who was listening at home, um, weeping. Um, <laughs> this, was, this was like a... This was, this was the song, I think, that got everybody's attention, right? Yeah. I think there were a lot of people at this show maybe seeing, like, Goose for, like, their first or second time or, or something like that. Um, but, like, watching Twitter when they played Western Sun, it absolutely blew up. And there was, like, dozens and dozens of, like, holy shit tweets. Uh, because this, this Western Sun really goes to a pretty special place that I thought was, like, really unique. Definitely a highlight of the set, like highlight one of the highlights of the run, even really, really cool version of that song. Yeah, I think you're referencing, which I have failed to do so, pardon the relics free stream where people got to access these shows. Yeah, yeah, sure. yep, yep. So that was, yeah, I failed to mention that, but this was in one where the general public got streaming access, which was great. So, yeah, more publicity. Um, well, you had to be yeah. a Nug subscriber. 
No, sorry, Nugs. Nugs, not, yep, my bad. The Nugs. So not quite Gen Pub, but. Nug Pub. <laughs> Nug accessible. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to add too much for this second set. Yeah, Western Sun was highlight of the night. I mean, it was yeah. uh, really, really awesome jam and just beautiful song again. I mean, at this venue, just so awesome. And yeah, I love, love the love getting Moby and I love Mist and nothing like being being at a show and, and getting the opportunity to yell creatures at Kevin when they start Mist. Mist! And, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, a fairly standard Pancakes closes it. And then the Doobie, co- the, the Doobie song Encore, which it seems to be like this, uh, you know, it's real contentious. You know what I mean? A lot of people... Um, I mean, it's real debatable whether whether or not this is a good encore song, and I never get that. I I, I love it. I mean, I just I think like it's it. such a great yeah, and that, great that's also a, a decently lengthy gap on Doobie, tied for the longest gap in its history. A oh, thirty-two wow. shows last played oh, wow. um, at my favorite attended show, three-one uh, C. Ah. Oh, well, that's I don't know if you guys know that I really like that show. I don't really talk about it. No, anymore. never. Is that a long time in... without a Doobie? Is that like DC in America? Yes. <laughs> I was in I was DC and all in America. Uh, Nothing like that. Shout out Incredible. Well, we know well, you love the song. Well, shall yes. we hit Shall we well, hit Dylan Night 2? That's a great transition. Mm, yes. I, I love an end of show doobie. And as we transition to Night 2 at Dylan, uh, painting some context for our attendance bias. Uh, picture, you know, these stormy clouds parting. And this blue sky and sun the next day just shining down on us uh, as as we as, as Jive, uh, Becca, Brendan, uh, myself, Dan, uh, Danny Rosewoods, and uh, Chop and Allie, and uh, there are there are a handful Jesse, of people, yeah, Jesse Mixman, just hitting the lake and catching some rays and just vibe, vibing up for night two. On tune, uh, charge up. Yeah, and you know we got there a little you're bit all, earlier. Dude, all aboard! All aboard the happy tears. The happy I mean, tears. And man, Chop just just slaying it. Oh my! How fast was that boat even going? I mean, I feel like <laughs> Chop had that thing at like seven miles per hour at one point. It was a solid <laughs> knot. It was a just solid seven. knot. It was a solid knot. If we're using nautical ter- terminology and vernacular, it's K N. One knot. Yeah, one one knot. knot. Plus or minus. Let's All talk right. about the show in this these back to back songs, so if you will. Getting into the first set here, we have the show opening up with uh, California Magic, one of the great new songs uh, that they they've come out with recently. A very rare switch in uh, a born, yeah, which I think all of us will agree is probably the highlight of the first set. Maybe I'll have different opinions here. Folding into a Doctor Darkness and closing that first step, uh, first set with a Mississippi Mississippi half step. Go ahead. So Neil. Th- this was my. Oh, can I? Yeah. Can I go first. No, I want to talk about switch. Yeah, he wanted <laughs> to get. I in want to talk about switch. He wanted to get in a uh, switch, and, and I know it's his you deal. Go into so that's, you're, you're that's, I'm not going to steal your thunder. That's uh, why on I the, the, the the switch in details, Ryan. I'll let you take that one. But all right, uh, that's all I want. Oh man, I was stoked to hear this one. You know, everybody knows how much I love switching. I actually got two of my favorite covers in this set, uh, with the half step and the switching. So and you weren't absolutely there. spectacular. Got a really nice video sent to me by my brother uh, during Born, um, where the sun was like kind of setting like into a cloud, like over a mountain. What a what an amazing, picturesque setting for that Born. 
is absolutely incredible. But uh, I'll, I'll let Ryan say his thing about switching because I know he's really excited about it. First time played with <laughs> Peter on keys. Let me tell <laughs> you. Oh, nice. Let me tell you. So this was the day I got back from camp. I like I napped in the afternoon because I was like I got three hours sleep, three hours of sleep on the last night of camp. Like there's no way I'm making it through a mountain time webcast without a nap. So I took a nap. I'm ready. Like I've got the projector going in the basement. I'm just really excited. You know, Cali Magic opens it up. And they hit to switch in. And then when Peter, instead of his usual guitar solo, when he turned around and started ripping into the organ, I lost my mind. You guys know I was I was freaking out in the group chat. Freaking I was out. I was very, very excited w- about it. This is now my my favorite switch in by a fair margin. Um, but Peter absolutely slayed the organ solo, played organ through the rest of the song. Sounds amazing. I really hope uh, it stays this way for future versions. I think it really, really suits the song. But I was so so happy about it in the born that came next i mean easily the the goat easily the goat um you know so many different sections happening really really amazing the only thing i want to say about born is i really 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 would like them to somehow incorporate the synth build back into the song from those first few versions back in the winter yes please because it's so such a beautiful thing um that has not been present for six months now um which i miss dearly but you know great segue into dr darkness as as it tends to do and then half step uh great jam in there but just you know it's all about the switching and born in this set yeah born was i want to take us back oh go ahead d no no that was just that was good you got you you got something more important i can tell i can hear no i just wanted to take us back to the water to the happy happy cheers tranquil Chop's playlist. We should just break down Chop's playlist. What was on Chop's playlist? To, uh, I just wanted to uh, just give a shout to, to you know, like I said, when we were talking about the first time with the rain and stuff, this day two was was incredible. I mean, it was just, you know, we were out on the boat with, with some cool people. And then, you know, we lined up nice and early and just, you know, I mean, just a, just a super fun time, you know, getting to chat with, with so many awesome people. Meeting so many awesome people, tons of tons of Goose Twitter, you know, first time meets for me for sure. So yeah, just just super super, just great day, um, just magical, um, it was majestical, and there you go, phenomenal California magic. I love it. I love it. Switching, yeah, big time. The born, yeah, goat born, just all day long on this one. It's a it's a Put it on repeat. You know, I've been listening to it a lot these la- this last week or so. Doctor Darkness, cool to see for sure. He- big Mississippi half step. You know, I'm a huge fan. I like the Grateful Dead, so uh, <laughs> you know, was 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 really happy to see that. You know, and and you know, it's a, it's an emotional experience. You know what I mean? Just the uh, you know the the refrain on that song. It's uh, it's so beautiful and and emotional. So love hearing Rick sing that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a top top set for me personally. I mean, it's there's there's just there's just nothing bad here. You know what I mean? You got you got two really awesome jams, and then a great cover that doesn't pop. Switching a great cover that doesn't pop up very often. California Magic opener, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep, it's such a good keep opener. Bringing that back in that spot. Yeah. Set the tone in Legend Valley too. It's a perfect opener. 
Yeah. W- one more thing that I want to say about the set before we move on is this: if you, if I remember it correctly, the the written set list that they had on stage didn't have Born in this spot. Like they they picked this Born for that moment, which is really interesting in a couple ways because it was like right at sunset, um, which is kind of cool. But also like maybe it gives an indication that they didn't plan to play this for as long as they did, which like. What's the the minute count on this? Is like 25, 27 almost, almost yeah, 27, yeah. And you know that that's just really cool that in the moment they decided to play this born and stretch it out the way that they did, like they never have before. Uh, that's pretty pretty damn cool. Yeah, it was pretty. Well, beautiful. you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to say anything, Neil, but I had I got pretty excited after that switch in. I brought a couple signs with me, so I just reached into my bag and I just grabbed oh a sign. One of them was Born, and the other one was Escape, the Pina Colada song. I grabbed the Born sign. And handed off the Pina. And just held that baby up. And so I I didn't realize it wasn't on the set list. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They saw the sign. As as we transition here into the second set, I would also like to clarify. uh, It was pointed out that I left uh, during Born. Uh, allegedly to go to the bathroom. And, and I just want to clarify, it was during the vocal uh, part that I was actually going to get a beer because I knew they were going to jam it for another 20 minutes. So I just hey, want I went to clarify, to the- it was more of a preparation step than it was anything else. I took a per break. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, set two, uh, we have a Honeybee uh, into Wisteria Lane. Uh, it's My Life that uh, many people uh, know as a No Doubt song. Uh, everybody than me is going to clarify who the actual artist is on that uh rosewood heart a very short rosewood heart by recent rosewood heart standards uh rockdale into your ocean pretty cool madavan and then we get the turn clouds uh encore killer set loved it i'm gonna let yeah i'm gonna let uh you know ryan you were watching on nugs what were your impressions i don't want to fluff it too much like we're we're painting this picture on the water i don't i I don't want to bob ross this thing so yeah uh, you know you know know, stand out for me stand out (laughs) for me is this wisteria you know that jagged churn jam they get into toggling between that and this kind of triumphant peaky jam the cool Uh, thing to me was after they had gone back and forth a couple of times you know Rick would move back into this, you know, more triumphant mode and Peter would keep hammering into that, you know, churning evil, you know, vamp on his guitar. Just really, really strong jam here. Um, You know, Wisteria continues to absolutely kill in 2022. Just, and this is a very excellent version. Someone mentioned that they're pro evil Peter Cackling. I don't, it wasn't necessarily associated with that Wisteria Lane. Do we want more Peter Cackling? I want more dark evil Peter Cackling. Yeah. Yeah. Give me all the evil Peter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Just such a good set. Wisteria was that, yeah, the transitional sort of play between both, both moods, like, like you talked about, Ryan, where Mm -hmm. it was great. Got to soak in the Rosewood heart. Dead center, lots of tears, beautiful moment, such a fun set. So I think this Wisteria, again, like, and I'm going to like kind of say this a bunch, um, is kind of indicative of like where things are going for this band, uh, that I, I, they're going to these different spaces that I think everybody loves. And I think we should continue to talk about how much we love these spaces this band is going to. So they do this kind of thing more often. Um, easily the highlight of the show here even over the the born that is like the goat born uh this wisteria absolutely incredible 
And then, I mean, look at the set list. It's it's just so good. Yeah, I, I would like nuts. to comment. I would like to comment on the fact that this is the first second set that has seven songs since February fifth in Seattle. Boom. Wow. Every stats. every every second set. I just did a quick scroll back on elgoose.net. Um, every second set has less than seven songs going back to February, which is which is crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it is a bit of a long sec, set to time-wise. But yeah, I mean, that that's also indicative of kind of how... Good flow. You know, kind of quickly they were they were playing these songs too. I mean, Rockdale, Madavan, Rosewood were all pretty straightforward. With, without Yeah, yeah, pretty precise. concise. Um, yeah, the Wisteria, yeah, like everybody's been saying, I mean, it's, 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 this, that's the show. I actually, on, on my playlist, I've got Born a couple spots higher um, at, you know, at the end of the day, then, then this wisteria, but the wisteria was kind of the moment of the night for me, for sure. I mean, we were having, we were having a lot of fun dancing. I mean, we, I mean, we kind of had a whole row of people. We we're just moving around and just kind of just feeling it. Um, if anything, I almost felt like I loved it. It, it was so awesome in the, in the moment hearing Rick lead them, start to lead them kind of back and forth between that kind of, you know, darker, you know, space that, that, that they were all kind of locked in on. And then Rick taking them to, okay, now, boom, now we're going to hit this a little bit more kind of, kind of happy place. And, you know, it, if anything, I almost felt like not everybody locked in on that. And, and, you know, you made an interesting point that, you know, maybe Peter was kind of sticking with, with, with the darker stuff and wasn't kind of, but maybe by choice, you know what I mean? Wasn't in lockstep with that, but I almost felt like I was wanting it to, to hit harder that everybody just dropped into that. You know what I mean? And it, and it, and it almost just sounds like not quite everybody was, was picking up what Rick was laying down. You know what I mean? But the shit he was laying down was fucking incredible. And they did eventually start to really hammer at home, like the last couple rounds they did it. And then he was firing away on some, you know, super fast, you know, licks towards the end. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, dude, it was, it was definitely, like I said, I mean, it was, it was, you know, kind of the emotional and like the moment of the night for sure. But that born is, is, has some incredible, incredible stuff in it. So, yeah. And then, like I already said, I mean, they, they kind of moved through the rest of the set fairly quickly. It's my life. I thought sounded really cool. You know, it's a talk, talk original and um, definitely a fun song. Um, You know, I probably, you know, if we were going to start ranking covers, you know, that wouldn't be as low as some of the other kind of more 80 stuff that they do. I, I, I really actually enjoyed that. So clouds encore, boom. I mean, just a solid, solid show. I think I've slotted in at number six for the year. I mean, it's, it's you know, hopefully no attendance bias there, but uh, I tried to tried to just look at this objectively and feels like just an incredibly strong show anchored by those two huge jams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the uh, the Rockdale. That's the people song in my in my opinion. Everybody loves it. Gets raucous into that kind of soft Eurotian landing pad into a scorching Madhavan, and I think that's a yes. great tra- great transition for uh, Jive to talk about uh, his controversial ranking of our next show, which is Red Rocks. Great segue. Red Rocks five day. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's controversial. I mean, I think it's a great show, but uh, let's. You're upsetting uh, people, Brian. Let's start by just setting the scene a little bit. Um, so this was kind of and a family affair for this show we, ranking. 
What's that? You need you need the scene for gotta your paint, show ranking. Got to paint the context. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, look, when the when the to what Ryan's saying there, I mean, you know, there's everybody's got their personal vibes, but then there's also times like Dylan and Red Rocks when and also Goosemess and Radio City when the vibe is so strong and it's literally flowing through everybody in the crowd and everybody Ooh. on the stage. I mean, you can't Holy deny moly. that. You know what I mean? Holy hey, moly. So anyway, did say the best show of, hey, man. of our lives. Hey man. <laughs> so this was uh this was a family affair. So I had, it was my wife's first show, my seven year old boy's first show. Yeah. Um, Kev can give the stats on his family, but uh, for my wife, that was shows. three shows for my wife. Uh, first goo show yeah, for my she did montana son. she did so yeah and then you know we had other you know uh haps was there you know had the family and and the, and the and the son so yeah i mean lots of you know so we had some kids around um so we were you know we were playing it cool but you know we we're also super pumped and kept um, them away from a situation where there was you know <laughs> there was just a lot of great people all around was this us. after chop uh shaved his mustache yeah, we cut in for that explicit reason. We kept the kids away from them. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that if that was the right call or not. You know, what I mean, it's like Uncle Chop kind of has a ring to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so yeah. So everybody, I mean, expectations are high. I mean, everybody's everybody's really really getting ready. So first set, boom, hunger side opener. So I, yeah, I mean, everybody's immediately just saying. Oh yeah, Amped. it's on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hunger sight, silver rising, tumble, seekers in the spot that we always say it should be. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, respect that. Animal yeah, Arcadia. So I mean, from yeah, a song yeah, selection yeah. standpoint, that this is part of why I have this show in my top ten. Is that's just an incredibly strong set. The Hunger Sight had a really strong jam. Not 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 incredible improv, but just. Out of the gate, just crushed it. Hunger sight, silverizing, boom. Nice tumble. Seekers, boom. In the setting that we were in, perfect, perfect choice. Animal gets everybody moving. Uh, and then Arcadia Phenomenal. again. Not this. This was no. This was no recreation of the you know Mission Bomb Arcadia, but this was. I mean. We want to talk about type one Arcadia's. This one's going to be right up there uh, with, with anything that they've done. I mean, it was just just powerhouse ending. I mean, just I thought that was I was super 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 stoked about that set. I mean, just just loved it. Really, yeah, I agree. Really, really strong first set, and we get the return of the the jagged churn jam a little bit in that tumble there, uh, which I think is the improvisational highlight of the show, in my opinion. Uh, personally, yep. at least, Agreed. um, you know, I, I would say it's, it's a really, really strong set, but not really that above average, um, which is why this show doesn't make my top 10. Um, Get but it was above average. It's really not above average, but it was above average. I'm going to, I'm going to have to boo you on this. Yeah, one, it was Ryan. above uh, average. Um, I mean, th- that's about as good of a first set as they can play. Thank you. Um, it's got, it's got everything that goose does in, in, in a sense. set. You know, you've got like Silver Rising Seekers, like kind of like the the slower balladish type tunes. You've got Hunger Sight, new song, absolutely spectacular. Tumble, uh, old song that they absolutely crush. Animal, new song that like gets everybody moving. And Arcadia all in the same set. That's a, I mean, that's a killer goose set. 
Very good set. I, I mean, I, I said it that night, and I, I'm not going to back off on it. This is like one of my favorite set lists I think I've seen. Um, and this first set is a good reason for it. I mean, there's some stuff in the second set, which we'll talk about, that like absolutely knocked my socks off. But um, I mean, and there's some reasons to kind of draw back from that second set. But man, I, I absolutely love this set. I do. I, I think it's way better than average. And then, Ryan, real quick, what was the uh, you mentioned for Dylan Night 2? Uh, that second set having seven songs. What was the gap from the last time that they did that? Um, I, I for this show. <laughs> no, you were talking about Dylan Knight too. They it was just it, it was it was back to uh, Seattle in February, February fifth. Not sure okay. the exact number of shows because um, they did but... that twice at Red Rocks in both sets. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I didn't yeah, look but... at um for stats first and sets facts. there, but yes, stats and facts. Happy tears. Yeah, they did eight. Hey, they did eight songs in the second set the next night. So well, I mean, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a stat on that, but we're, we're not there yet. Whoa, Let's talk yeah, about. Whoa. Let's finish talking about Red Rocks. Let's go second no, I, set here. I thought I thought the I thought the 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 first set was great too. Yeah, I I think there was. I mean, I can see some critiques, but what you guys are saying too is definitely and more for myself on hindsight quality of the set set creation song structure um yeah it was it was pretty pretty perfect great tumble very high energy um and with with seekers just that bass on the rocks arcadia finish was just bombastic as well and that's that's just sort of what i mean there was only one song that was missing from this whole show but you know we'll talk about that too but uh um i really like the set and you talk really about like you talk about that huge energy from that Arcadia. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to steal Beast Thunder. If you want to talk about what happened at set break, transitioning into that set too. Oh yeah, yeah, good call because I actually totally spaced that. Um, <laughs> Drop the bomb, yeah. Man. So, so during set break, they played the Goosemas video that ended up on YouTube and. So it's kind of a fun video, you know, it's like, you know, it's got the goosebumps stuff going on and then boom, it just throws up in huge black text on a white background, goosemess, December 17th, First Bank Center, Broomfield, Colorado. So what, what was so cool is that like, because a video was playing a lot, like a lot of the crowd was actually watching it, like a fair amount of the crowd was watching that video. So it had everyone's attention. And then when Broomfield and the date popped up, the whole fucking place like erupted. It was that pretty place cool. I mean, fucking I, I, erupted. Not man. sure I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure sure I've seen anything quite like that. You know what I mean? Just like you know, that's a great fucking idea too. By the way, I mean just like uh, dropping an announcement at set break like that. I mean, people were buying tickets on their phone because then tickets were on sale immediately. So tons of people at the show and watching the stream started buying tickets that night. You know what I mean? So yeah, you get people in the mood. Everybody's already in the mood because you just dropped that set one on them. So yeah, boom! Drop this goose mistake. Everybody's Buy on their these phone tickets. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> man. So anyway, yeah, I, was more... fuck. I dropped four fifty on on VIPs. So man, yeah, from Massachusetts, all five of us are going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> Plug. Sorry to cut you off, Pete. No, no, it's just more marketing genius, you know, from from the team. So good stuff there. Yeah. So set two. Um, yeah, Someone spoiler alert, it. they didn't fucking play Dripfield. So. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what they did play. So just keep in mind with every one of these songs that they did not play Dripfield, but they did play all these songs. 
So Arrow, Blood Buzz Ohio, the national cover, Fish in the Sea, Bet Freddy's Drop Cover, Redbird, Milestone 2, Skuck's Life, Moniker. So that's a lot, another cover. And then Slow Ready Empress, and then Elmeg Encore. So a lot of covers mixed in. I think that's probably what, you know, in the moment kind of started to stand out to me. When they did, I was super, super psyched to hear Blood Buzz Ohio. Um, I'm not an expert on the national um, but it was a familiar song to me and it was just a really awesome song. So that was great. And since then, I will tell you that I have listened to this song probably as much as anything else I've listened to from that run that I went to. Like, that's how much I like this cover. Um, and then when they went right into Fish in the Sea, I, I scratched my head. I I will admit, I scratched my head a little bit and was kind of looking around being like, oh, man, you know, I mean, like Red Rocks set two, like back to back covers. Well, but it's fish in the sea, right? So, so we'll we'll roll with it. And then Redbird, uh, you know, which I think we all knew was coming, um, and and it was good. It was good. Um, not a Great bird. You know, not an incredible version that I think we're going to be talking about in, in other conversations. But um, fun song. Uh, you know, a lot of these. This is my first run of 2022. So I mean, this is my first time seeing all these new songs. So I mean, I was super psyched to see them play Redbird live. Um, doing all the straight burden, you know, stuff with the fellas and yeah, we got a chorus. So yeah, of I mean, again, I mean, vibes were super high. So I mean, the, oh. so it was all good. This milestone two stuff, I didn't know anything about it. Um, you know, I didn't recognize it at all. I still don't really know much about it. Um, there's a movie. I don't. I haven't watched it. I kind of skip it. But anyway, then just kind of feeling like we didn't even know if that was a cover actually, because we were so clueless as to what, what it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause they sound checked at night uh, too, right? At Dylan. Yep. I thought, I thought I remember that Kev yeah, walking in so. when we were walking in. Yep. So anyway, I mean, you know, when we did catch wind that it was a cover, I mean, again, I mean, I was just scratching my head again, just kind of thinking, I mean, you know, I mean, milestone, like I, I get it, you know, but just felt like a lot, just felt like a lot of time spent on covers and then I started looking at my at my phone at the time, thinking to myself, okay, well, then Dripfield's coming next, right? And then we just kind of kept going, slow, ready, Empress. And then they came out to Encore, and we're all going, yeah, get ready for that Dripfield. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, and we got Elmeg, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good song, too. Um, but, yeah, we definitely kind of found, And we saw the printed set list after, and obviously it had Dripfield on there. Um, it had Creatures on there as well. Um, so yeah, just, you know, again, I mean, just a good, good stuff that the arrow jam was long and I'll wrap this up, but the arrow jam was long, but you know, like a lot of arrow jams, I think that we've talked about before with this group where it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they do long arrows for sure. And really like the blood buzz fish in the sea is always a great cover. Just in a set with two other covers. I'm, I'm just not so sure. Um, Redbird. Would have taken the milestone two time and or the fish in the sea time and thrown it onto a redbird jam maybe. Mm-hmm. Slow ready, I think we knew that was coming. So really great and fun to see that in that venue. Um, Empress is always good, but I feel like at this point they chose Empress over Dripfield. You know what I mean? And I just don't. I, I don't know. It's just it's just questionable to me. I mean, I just feel like um, I think you throw a Dripfield into this set, and I'd have this show even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And Elmec had a really nice kind of long, long jam to it. Arrow jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of felt a little bit. We talked about that this that night. Yeah, you're right, D. I mean, it felt a little bit maybe too similar to the Arrow jam. And but all in all, I mean, look, I don't want to 
dampen this too much because it was a killer set at a killer venue for the most part, still good song selection. It's just really hard for me because I wanted to see Dripfield so bad. And I kind of felt like I was it, like I was getting it. That it was just a no brainer. So I just was was really sad about that. It made me sad. <laughs> but it's number eight on his list, guys. Six. Yeah, no, I mean, happy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is a great set. So, I mean, taking out the covers and just looking at the, the stuff that they did play that are originals. So you have Arrow, Redbird, Slow Ready, Empress, right? Oh, my and if that's in a set, that's an amazing set, right? For, so forget the covers for a moment and just think about those songs. That's an absolutely killer set. The one thing that's missing when I say that is maybe more new shit, right? So that's where like the, the kind of like, I wish there was a drip field there, but you know, on the surface, not knowing that they could have played drip field, let's say they played it the night before. Right. And it wasn't on the table. This is a killer set. Um, and then we wouldn't be left wanting for that drip field. But uh, the other thing I have to say about this set is blood Bowls, Ohio. Absolutely crushed. I am a huge national fan. I, I took a long, long time off of jam music, um, you know, about 10 years ago. And, all I listened to was, you know, bands like the national and the national, this, the record this is on is like one of my most listened to records. Um, so I absolutely lost my mind when they played this cover. It's spectacular. And then, you know, an Elmeg encore, um, whether or not the jam, you, you find the jam to be spectacular. It's, it's incredibly rare and it's a really, really cool song. Uh, you know, again, this, this set, the set list for the show, I think is great if you kind of take it for what it is without thinking about what they could have played. Neil, I agree with that. Like a hundred percent. Like I did, I did not know blood buzz. Ohio. I didn't know the national. So like listening to the set in the moment, I didn't know the song, but at the same time, like the flow of the set I thought was seamless. Like it just kind of flowed uh, with the fish in the sea cover. Uh, like B I was looking around and people were just vibing like everybody was just into it i thought it was you know yeah it was the second cover in a row but people were vibing people were into it awesome uh i think that about covers red rocks yeah so now uh for vegas uh, after a day off after red rocks uh we've got turbulence in the night race to open up doc brown atlas dogs back to the indie groove version uh marie's the name his latest flame an elvis cover uh played for the first time since Montana at Pine Creek Lodge, an 81 show gap. That is a bust out. In fact, uh, there are a couple of bust outs over the next couple of shows covers uh, to be exact, followed by Earthlinger Alien and Jive One Jive Lee to close the set. Really, the only standout of this set is the Earthling, which just kind of going. Th- this show is the debut of Rick's sunglasses. I would say uh, the, the infamous sunglasses, if you will. I don't know what the the story behind those sunglasses are, but they're they're dangerous. You know, they would come back again, but the, those are dangerous. There, there's there's a gif floating around Twitter somewhere. Um, but the, the, they're dangerous. Uh, but this is this is a cool Earthling, uh, not quite on the level of the Chrysalis one, but still cool and unique nonetheless. Gets to some dark-ish places. Otherwise, just you know, kind of solid first set. You know, Elvis cover because they're in Vegas. Um, there would be another one in the second set, but solid. Uh, th- this show did kind of debunk the Doc Brown in the two hole theory, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's an anomaly. It's a little bit painful. 
painful. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the Earthling Aurelian in this show, also good. I, I took some heat for saying that uh, Earthling Aurelian is a, a jam vehicle now. Some people were upset by that comment, but I, I stand by it. <laughs> Own it, Neil. Uh, yeah, I'm owning it. Uh, I mean, it dude, it, well, if you know me by now, I, I own everything I say. I don't back off. But uh, um, this one was really, it was a really cool jam. I mean, they they kind of like launch into this thing that almost sounds like a Dr. Darkness jam, which is like pretty cool. And then kind of like lowered it down to almost silence. And then, I mean, I can listen to Trevor playing like synthy whole notes like all day long, which is kind of what he did for a whole stretch of this jam. And then the really cool part, I, I think was right towards the end where Peter got on the guitar for this and then hit basically every delay pedal he had all at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. It was like, it was like somebody like took like the edge from, uh, from you two and like ran that through delay. Uh, and, and like it was just absurd the amount of delay that was I going got on in this jam. The only yeah, description it, is more, more delay, delay pedals, <laughs> so much pedals. fucking delay. Uh, but the the jam that resulted from that was like was very very good. Uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that Earthling Aurelian. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the rest of the set, I, you know, turbulence always good. Uh, Doc Brown in the two slot uh, usually is an indicator of a fire show. I, I don't think that was the case in this particular show. And we get Atlas Dogs going back to the indie groove arrangement, which not ideal, but you know, played precisely. We, we hope we hope that yes, we we hope that the original one uh, comes back. Yeah. Anyone else have anything else to add on this first set? So as far as like jam analysis, there's not a lot for us here, right? Uh, these songs played in Nevada for an audience, a lot of folks uh, from even what we saw, not a lot of folks in the audience that, that we know that, you know, we've seen before at Goose Shows. Uh, so it's awesome to see all these new people, you know, checking out Goose and, and getting these, you know, succinct shows and getting some tastes uh, of the jamming that they can do, but really, you know, getting some great songs played precisely. Well, all right. Guess I'll we'll head to the second set here. I do want to add a funny anecdote. So I fell asleep during Jive Lee um, because this was, you know, very very late for me on the East Coast. But I fell you asleep during history, Jive you Lee. You have a history of falling asleep. Yes, we should. I, I do. I, I have a tendency to fall asleep during shows. Um, but I then woke up during the "Don't Be Cruel" second set opener. Um, and the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes was the Elvis impersonator on stage <laughs> singing the song. And my brain just did not like process what it was. I was like, who, what, what, what is happening? What am I seeing? I re- then it took me like a minute. Then I was like, oh, I slept through set break. This is the second set now. <laughs> um, but so for set two, we have um, uh, an eight song second set. The last time that happened was Aspen, November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So more Where the interesting. Water flows like wine. More interesting stats. Um, but so we have "Don't Be Cruel" to open up. Uh, we have "Butter Rum," "All I Need," "Flow Down," "Spirit of the Dark Horse," "Masconada," seven two six, "White Lights" with a jive two encore. So we do have the whole Slick Rick's jive triptych in this show. Ooh. Ooh. Slick yeah, Rick's yeah. Jam. The the fifth, fifth, fifth known ever to Ooh. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we had January 31st, 2019, November 11th, 2019, November 13th, 2021, May 8th, 2021, and now August 20th, 2022. So five times uh, we've gotten all three jives, the triptych in one show, and but we've only had one perfect triptych, which is triptych in order in the same set. Which is November 13th, 2021, you got it. correct? You got it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a solid set. You know, as Kev mentioned, great if it's your first show, like getting a taste of a lot of different sides of Goose. I would say there's nothing really in this set that I'm going to come back to. Um, you know, nice to see Dark Horse, especially in the original arrangement, uh, making its way into regular rotation. Otherwise, oh, you know, ready to move on to L.A. I, I, I would just rum, I, I would just make one quick note. Rum, um, rum it up. The the all I need was you know and and I was having uh, somebody sent something on Twitter today, kind of praising this all I need, and I actually did go back and listen to it because of that tweet. And yeah, I kind of admitted that you know a lot of all I needs without the second jam, I do tend to just kind of discard a little bit. Um, but this is a it's only 11 minutes long, but this is a really hot little first all I need jam and it does build to a really nice peak. So that's probably the, hi- probably the highlight of this show for me. Nice admission on the jam blinders B. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talked about this that night though, where like we were so excited or I was so excited about that. All I need. And I was like, Oh, this is it. Like this is, you know, this all I need is going to go somewhere big. And it was just like, boom, float out. Um, which was kind of a bummer. <laughs> uh, I really, it's like the, yeah, it's like the opposite of going somewhere big. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, you know, I, I mean, you know, why sacrifice that second all I need jam? Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, I do love Muscanetta. Vegas like, baby. Any time they play it, this one gets actually kind of cool and like dissonant. Usually, Muscanetta is like kind of like a peppy cover. Uh, so. You know, as far as Mosque and Otis go, this is an interesting version that's kind of worth checking out. And they of course, the co- OG Dark they kill, Horse. They kill that cover every time they play it, man. Yeah, oh, it's it's an awesome cover. Hey, Absolutely guess what awesome I did? Cover. Guess what I did halfway through Mosque and You fell asleep. I fell asleep. Uh, how do you fall asleep during Mosque and That's twice. Um, because it was like 2.30 in the morning. That's twice if you're keeping track at home. The show ended at 3.15 a.m. Eastern time. I was just... I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be... Sharing my lack of dedication. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you ask a lot. If I, of if us, I wasn't dedicated, I would have fallen asleep in yeah. bed. Instead, I fell asleep on the floor in my basement. There you go. So <laughs> that's. I think that's dedication. Put the bottle down, man. Remarkable candor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so LA, right. LA, LA. Um, is this is this Goose's first time having an opener? I uh, no. What? No. I mean, I can't imagine that's true. I feel like they like they've like co-headlined with some, you know, other bands before, especially in like 2019. Had, but yeah, they did. They did have the pigeons closed for them. Yes. Yeah, they they had <laughs> pigeons closed <laughs> for them on the tour, but is this their first time having an opener, like as having support booked for one of their shows? I, like in recent times, yes. I like I can't imagine like if you go as far back as like 2017. That they didn't have openers. Vexed by history. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't say definitively, but let's talk about the set list, eh? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah I, I, ooh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Hey. 
Um, About time. About time. So, uh, let's get her going. So, you know, this is at the Greek, which, like, it would be cool if, like, we had somebody who was actually there because it's a pretty spectacular venue that I think has a lot of history with a lot of great bands um, and, you know, pretty picturesque, too. So, that has that going for it. But uh, so, set one, we had California Magic, Echo of a Rose, Rockdale, Western Sun, Pancakes, In Your Eyes with Lucius, aka Gucius. And then Slow Ready, also Gucious. Uh, and, and, you know, this set, that's a lot of awesome songs. <laughs> In terms of set list, this is pretty pretty freaking spectacular. Um, but the only thing that I think stands out for me in this set is that Slow Ready, which I think, like, put that put that shit on wax. It's, it's like, amazing, and it should be released uh, just the way it is. They executed that so incredibly well. Um, and I, I think, you know, for the rest of the set, they also executed it really well. In Your Eyes, I think, maybe wasn't as good as I had hoped it was going to be. I think Rick's singing voice was spectacular in it. But the the backing vocals, I don't know, didn't do it for me as much as like they did on Slow Ready. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, jam-wise, there's not much to talk about in the set, even though they played a bunch of big kind of jam tunes. Fantastic. That's it? Nobody has anything to say about the set? Uh, the slow, the slow, ready, cool. slow Ready yeah, is really cool. Yeah. Um, more stats. First, In Your Eyes in 80 shows. Um, yeah, is that from Eau Claire know, too? Uh, no, Park. from Denver. Sculpture Denver, Park. sorry. Yep. Would love to see would love to see it return right, in that fashion uh, with a nice jam. Yeah, just go listen please. to that Denver one. That's a yeah. 7921. Well, yeah. Yep, that's great. Really, really great. All right. If you want to hear Ghost play in your eyes, go listen. And then, to and then just real quick, I would echo you know, what I said for uh, Nevada. Like it's, you know, if you like goose you know you're being introduced to goose for the first time i mean this is your show you're getting a bunch of songs played succinctly precisely mm-hmm. and you're getting a good sampling of what they do and yeah, i will never the... complain about seeing the driptych nope this was the this was the two set festival show right sure. I, I, I was joking like in 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 chat that night that like we were watching goose's major label showcase um which like it kind of does feel like it they went out there and like played you know most of their best songs uh, in a way that was like super digestible. Right. Yeah. So each two, what they call that. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know Greek... what they call that? That's, that's banger Sunday right there. Banger yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Greek got the drink. Field. I don't know. Yeah. Bangers without the bang, <laughs> I guess. Um, so set two had Madavon born into hunger site into drip field. So there's the drip tick. Oof. And then a uh, hot tea closer with Jason Han from string cheese incident. Uh, playing percussion mm. uh, and also Jeff got booted off the stage for that. So there's no Jeff. It was a, it was a four man goose. Plus Jeb. On, Jeb. Which is just a crime really. Yeah. Uh, he he <laughs> normally picks up Peter's guitar when someone guitar. sits in on percussion. So I, I wonder why he didn't guess he was right. like, ah, there's 10 minutes left. I'll just, you know, see what it's like to oh, watch yeah. a goose show. Should have yeah, found I a think saxophone. He was, I think he welcomed the opportunity to, Hop backstage, grab a fresh one. Fucking <laughs> start the party. Fresh, what? Cash the check. A freshie. Yeah. <laughs> Cash the check. Well, yeah, I, I'll never complain seeing Born Hunger Side Drip Field on a set list. Um, never. Never, you know, never. Again, yeah, two set festival performance. Um, otherwise, nothing, nothing else I think we need to really talk about in this set. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. 
uh, let me tell All you, right. they, they, the clock management from them was much better four days later in Portland than it was in LA. Yep. Yeah, they had the opener, you know, so that makes it tough. And it was a Sunday night. To be fair, they only took a 27 minute set break. <laughs> yeah. So, or, I mean, you know, they cut. Find the reasons. Yeah, they cut, you know, eight minutes off their normal set break to give people a little bit more. So, 35 minute so, average B. That was Sacrifice. a low. That was that was definitely a short show among the among the shortest of the year. Sacrifices. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking stoked to talk about logins. So uh, yes, you know, right. return of the logins. No danger zone. Return of the logins. So on uh, August 23rd, um, we had a stop at Harrah's in uh, Stateline, Nevada, or uh, just outside Tahoe. Um, if I'm correct there so pretty close uh, supposed to be a, a nice little place um so set one as those ryan and neil were mentioning uh yeah we get the return of logins with the i'm all right opener in to make the move followed by a nice beefy lead the way fan favorite life on the shelf in the middle set slot and then a big animal jaminal jaminal followed by travelers and yeti to close the set um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, despite the cheesiness, I'm a definitely love some logins. You know, we were missing the danger zone as Ryan referenced, but for the uh, the, the logins triptych. But um, I think given the setting, you know, Nevada casino setting uh, seems right. And then, uh, yeah, good lead the way. Always love, love the love lead the way jams. This one had a little bit extra from Rick and a um, little bit, you know, some great, great guitar work from him. Um, animal just showing up again though with a a 20 minute you know so this is the do we have three now that that's long two or just the two, two. Yeah, yeah just the two yep and then some other shorter shorter ones but it's good to see that they can put some length on it and it's not that it was just the first one for me you know that um this one also had a little bit it, it, it didn't find as many of the similar sort of jam styles that that sort of got stuck in in the debut um and yeah i love the travelers High energy Yeti to close. I, I solid set, you know. High, good, good energy. Anybody else had had some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would. I just just to say something a little bit different. I mean, I, I would probably say that I thought this was just an okay set. I mean, and I prefer the the debut Animal Jam over this one. I thought, uh, by mm-hmm. by, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think the the first one's quite a bit better. And uh, yeah, I and you know, it's like lead the way. I love lead the way, but I feel like it it oftentimes gets stuck in sets like this you know what i mean where it's not like could be highlighted better yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like because I, I look at these sets and i'm like yeah i mean lead the way actually might have been my highlight you know it what i mean yeah i think it was my highlight too um, yeah. that's my highlight. and so you just look around and you know there's just not a lot of competition for that so and uh i do like seeing travelers um kind of kind of pick it up a little bit in terms of like frequency of play. So I do like to see that, but yeah, yeah you know, it's uh yeah, you got to get, got to get the logins in there and you know, you got to get the shelf in there once in a while. And so I get it. You know what I mean? It's Yeti and close it out, you know, try to pump everybody back up, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it, it definitely is overshadowed by the second set rightfully. So I think, I think this sort of encapsulates a little bit more of some of what the band used to be too with some of the covers like that and mm-hmm. old yeah, school yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I yeah, think sure. 19, I really like the lead the way. 
I really like this lead the way. Um, I think it's a great jam. I do agree with B in the sense that it does, you know, tend to get stuck in sets like this. But really, really nice, patient build from them. You know, Peter on keys for a little while. Really, really nice. Uh, this is uh, I'm All Right and Make the Moves. Longest gap since its debut at 89 shows so that's pretty crazy for more yeah, uh, for anybody that w- was wondering. For more stats <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, was... yeah for anyone curious um Jeez. and i i actually i prefer this animal to the debut i find the legend valley one to be not really attention holding yeah that's um, but this one right this one this one i'm grooving um yeah. I, i'm a fan uh again I, not not making it very high on my playlist if it makes it at all but Still very, very enjoyable. You know, nice clav. I'm New crowd fan. favorite, too. I think a lot of people were talking about it at Red Rock, so it's definitely yeah, something. Yeah, I, I think I think you're not going to get very many complaints when you drop Animal. And, you know, I wanted to talk a little that bit hook, about this man, at some point. Hook. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about this at some point on the pod. You know, we talked about it briefly on social media recently. But, you know, Goose doesn't really have many songs that if they need, like, a quick set closer, if they need a quick encore, if they need to, you know... They've got five minutes left to just drop a song. They don't really have many songs in the catalog that they can do that with without it feeling truncated. And so while Animal is a great jammer, I think leaving it as a five-minute set closer, set closer the majority of the time is its best role, personally. I, I think you know they need to expand the catalog a little bit of shorter, high-energy songs that can fill that slot. That's just, you know... How I feel, at least. I can, I, yeah. The six minutes at Red Rocks was was fitting, personally. Yeah. What, so. what do you guys think about that? I think going back to you know whatever these guys feel like in terms of like experimentation, uh, we talked about it earlier. Like sometimes they're playing, and you know, Arrow is a great example of of, of this happening in, in in terms of a song where they'll go on these jams, and sometimes they'll play on repetitive themes, and sometimes it doesn't go anywhere, but they always take that chance. So for them to play any sort of song, like even animal with it's like, you know, tight hook that everybody wants to sing, you know, and, and kind of jump up and down to, you know, whatever they feel comfortable experimenting within, like, I'm a big fan of that. Even if like right now we only have a couple versions that give us an example of where it could go. Uh, I'm still comfortable with them taking those chances anytime they get. Well, so what, the only thing I, I would add to, the, to that conversation is I I do like the fact that those two jammed out animals were spread apart a little bit and they had those kind of quick hit versions in the middle. My go, I didn't really say much. I, I don't think I actually said anything at all about Vegas set one, but I felt like that Earthling Aurelian in Vegas just came too soon after Chrysalis. And you know, I just kind of felt like you can't you can't try to do that every time with with some of these songs. You know what I mean? Because I felt I I didn't I didn't enjoy the Vegas Earthling nearly as much as Chrysalis. I mean, I, it's you know night and day to me, and it that that stuck in my head. It, I I kind of had that thought of like, oh man, you tried to knock it out of the park like two times in five days or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like. You flew too close to the sun. Yeah, you know, just like so. That's what I like about the animals. Like, you know, oh, big, big jam when they debuted, but then they just chilled out with it and just like focused on the song and the hooks and the energy and all that stuff. And then after a few more plays, then boom, okay, now let's try again and see where this might go. You know what I mean? So I just think there's something to be said to that. That 
you know, not every song is, is fit to be, you know, taken deep every time. Maybe some That's songs fair. really, really yeah. do deserve, you know, just taking it, taking a step back for maybe a few plays in a row, even, and then go back. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. That's yeah, I think say. one of the things that sets this band apart from like other jam bands is that they can actually really, truly execute a song incredibly well um, as a song in and of itself, as a performance. We've talked about this before. Um, it doesn't need the jam. About, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if like it needs to be five minutes. Like I don't need radio edits, uh, but you know, I think we were talking about this on one podcast where like Peter was saying they really dug the this old sea they did, I think in San Fran. San Fran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it was it was all about like his feeling about how well they executed that song, right? Precise. It wasn't about like how well they jammed it out or anything like that. Like they just they felt like they nailed that tune. So yeah, I mean there doesn't have to be jams there. Yeah. Sometimes they can just like show up and just play a song really well. Um precisely, some might say. Precisely. Uh, yeah and you know it can be great i don't know we've talked a really long time about a set that doesn't really deserve to be talked about that long so Uh, we're we're talking about animal here not the yeah we are talking about animal yeah and it's it's phenomenal yeah but so set two then so yeah for set two we have drive that was truncated into dr darkness um followed by a nice rosewood heart Creatures, SOS Closer, and a Bob Don So Ready Encore. Um, so yeah, definitely a little bit of a change here. And um, Drive Opener, always enjoy it. A little bit of a disappointment, of course, with the to go into Dr. Darkness right away personally. But um, hey, trying something different. Seems they're cutting down on the drives, um, uh, which, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's like something I'd maybe like to see in Arrow, for instance. So Hey, that's all right if we're going to shorten it and combine it. Um, Rosewood Heart and Creatures, obviously, the the sort of meat and highlight of the set. Um, not my favorite Rosewood, maybe compared to the rest of the year, but showing its length after, of course, we saw a shorter version in Dylan, which I liked. Um, having that variance, as we're talking about, uh, is nice. So, so seeing songs that can be 10 to 12 minutes and then 22 to 25 minutes. Um, uh, solid Creatures, high energy. Um, and then an SOS closer. I mean, I, yeah, this, I think in terms of set list, very good set list for a second set. Um, and then a solid encore. I thought they turned the, the tide pretty well to uh, sort of wrap this up. Yeah. I'm with you, uh, D like the, the set list reads great. I think in terms of execution, probably not so great. Yeah. Not the best but, jams, uh, but yeah. I mean, like if you, you're, you're looking for like a set two at a show, this is the set list you want to see, but like, there's really nothing that grabs you. That Rosewood heart is about as straightforward of a Rosewood heart as you can get, even though it was 20 minutes. Um, same thing with creatures in this particular situation. And then, you know, SOS closer, like I'm sure it was probably a really great show to be at. SOS always kills. So. Yeah. It won't be one I'm flying back to, but I think, I think also, and I admit, I mean, it's okay to talk about, I, I think the band, you know, that's a, this is a, this is a decent amount of shows in a short amount of time with a lot of travel too. Um, so I think that that starts to, to wear eventually. Um, and I, and I also, if I, if, if I can add just a little bit to that, I think sometimes, you know, we get caught up in, again, the, like the jam analysis of things. And sometimes they're not always playing shows for us. Like they're, they're always, you know, 
they're always hitting people with these shows. They're hitting new fans with the approach that they're taking. It's just not always what would make us 100% happy to see. I try to listen with the ears of a new fan. I love it, B. That's mm. so gentle. That's so, <laughs> so gentle nice and authentic. You. Yes. So the only thing that I would add about this set was, uh, man, you know, they encored Bob Don, and then maybe the shortest ever so ready. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure that was Neil's six pointer that night. Oh, yeah, it was. Man, was yeah. When they played that, uh, I thought that was a turning point to the end of the season. And was it I though? Was it? And, and, the, and that I wouldn't ultimately come back and win the championship, which is what, <laughs> what ended up happening. But oh. that I do, that's what that, that will be my memory of that show though, is that, Oh, that fucking Neil's six points slow ready. <laughs> so ready as a second encore. You gotta be kidding me. I was asleep for that, uh, for the record. Still counts. That yeah. that was the was that the show, Neil, where you were like, "Oh, I can't stay up late tonight. I'm going to bed." And then you were still awake when the second set started. It's like every yeah, show. That's, that's every. West I think Coast it was show. like every show this tour. Actually, <laughs> I said that. Uh, pretty sure. Whereas, like, and yeah, then he and I would be the only people. Then he and I would be the only people watching the second set. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think Vegas was the only one that I fell asleep for. Twice. I'm calling bullshit on that. All right. Hey. Twice. So all right. Portland? Let, let's Portland. Yeah. So yeah, as we transition to Pioneer Square, uh, Portland, Oregon, that was August 25th, uh, 2022. This was a highly reviewed show by the hotel that was very close to the venue. Set one had us opening, uh, opening up with an Indian River uh, that turned into a, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to call this a rarity by Ryan standards here, but uh, Elizabeth. Uh, a fairly frequent turbulence in the night rays, which I'm never going to get tired. I, have, I love hearing it every time they play it. Uh, into butterflies, the old man's boat, time to flee, and the set closes out with a tumble. What do y'all think? Great set. Uh, you know, we talked about this live the other day, uh, but really like, you know, the jam that Elizabeth got into, really like the jam that Flea got into. Turbulence and butterflies being together, great pairing. Um, you know, as we said, uh, kind of some flea jam themes popping up in Elizabeth. You know, that nice breezy eight, 80s uh, rendition of Indian River. Just 80 synth. Solid solid set. I got nothing to add. Yep. I, no, solid if, set. if you would like to hear us go more in-depth on this show, check out Always Almost There Live. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Or And then YouTube. in set two, we had Wisteria Lane opening up. Uh, Hapster uh, on Twitter's favorite cover, please forgive me, a, a David Gray original. Uh, Seekers 1, Seekers 2, Set 2. Lots of people prefer that in Set 1. Uh, Empress of Organos, uh, and then a 726 with everybody's favorite, and this is going to bring us fl- mm. uh, full circle back to the sign, an escape, uh, Rupert Holmes' Pina Colada song closer. B. I'm not even going to talk about the sign. B. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Someone must have found his sign in your backpack, huh, B? Nice. Yeah, nice nice wisteria. Yeah, again, I mean, like like Ryan said, you know, we talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, really solid wisteria. I'm a big fan of Please Forgive Me. Again, I, you know, I just feel like, I feel like this, uh, this run of shows that we're talking about tonight, there's a lot of really good cover choices. So huge Please Forgive Me fan. Seekers set two, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they gave us the set one Seekers at Red Rocks, but then they went right back to to the set two Seekers here. So I don't know. I think that's where they like it. 
And then uh, another str- strong empress. This is actually probably, you know, definitely an above average empress. You know, may- maybe my pr- probably top three of the year. Some cool stuff. Extended Trevor so- bass solo. And then kind of a little bonus jam before they, they brought it back home. And so, yeah, this was a really nice version. Closing out with 726, great. And this is just another one of the situations where two-show gap for 726 um, after kind of, you know, making us wait for it for a while. So so that, that was kind of nice, too. And then, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the end of it. Well, there was an encore. Uh, How was it? Escape the Pina Colada song. by. Oh, Rick I got Rose nothing there. in my spreadsheet. I've got just a... Seven two six. Hate on the song as much as you will. If you listen long enough to hear the guitar by Rick, it was it was worth the listen. IMO. I think the the best the the most notable part about this show is the like semi viral tweet by some random dude who was staying at a hotel nearby, yes. which you alluded to earlier, Kevin, uh, where the guy was just like, "Man, escape sucks," <laughs> and like. It got we traction. know you like pina coladas. Yeah, yeah the dude <laughs> no, didn't no, like no. jam bands, and then he didn't like like the most ironic song that a jam band would play either. So like that dude just didn't like anything. Yeah, he didn't like anything. <laughs> he um, just not have any fun, you know. And I, I think it, it got some traction. I think because Escape is like a pretty divisive cover, even amongst people who really like jam music, right? Um, wow. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to name any names, but like, yeah. Like there were a lot of people who were like, like, like this guy, like just like shit on jam bands, but then was like, like fuck escape. And then like, everybody's like, yeah, fuck escape. And like, so there's like a million retweets because I think people just like, you know, kind of grabbed on that. I mean, you know, people hating on, on goose on Twitter is like, is nothing new. Right. But when somebody hates on goose in a way that like you actually agree with, like, you know, it gets a retweet, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so that's what happened here. Uh, All right, so let's uh, let's should we move on? Taking the reins to Sacred Rose. Yeah, yeah. So, let's talk about it. So before, so you know, in addition to Sacred Rose, I mean, I, I don't want to completely just skip over Thing Festival and, and not mention it. The thing. I mean, obviously, none of us have heard heard a lick of music from this show, but but they did also on on Friday, August twenty sixth, in Port Townsend, Washington. You know, right outside of Seattle. They uh, they did the Thing Festival, so it was scheduled for an hour and fifteen minutes, and they managed to get through Rockdale, Silver Rising, Hunger Side, A Western Sun, Turn Clouds, Redbird, Slow Ready, and Arcadia playing the hits seventy five minutes. So we're not expecting too much, you know, improv from that show. Not quite a jam band festival. Indie so group. I think yeah, yeah. So I think some of us, you know, kind of called that right uh, with our picks, and and you know, we we, we were expecting things like you know, some of the hits, some of the quick hits, things like that. So some of um, us didn't, some of us didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Some people thought maybe another father, John Misty guest appearance with the same exact song that he just guested for a couple months ago, but some, (laughs) some might've eight pointed that eight pointers, baby. (laughs) Some, some might have YOLO eight pointed that. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. I already lost. So, uh, and then, and then the tour closer, the drip field summer tour closer, uh, closing the tour at a festival, which was the Sacred Rose Music Festival in Bridgeview, Illinois. Um, we're not even going to talk about the festival itself and all the problems. It sounded a, a bit like a like a shit show. Only on day um, three, though, man. It seemed yeah, like the, well, but, the, but the, the sound bleed. Like I mean, I don't know, man. The whole, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah the whole thing sounded bad. Okay, okay, I'm um, done. I did hear some positive <laughs> remarks on bathroom lines and beer lines and, yes. and things like that. So that's good. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get everything right though. You know, you can't have two stages right next to each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You can't have two bands playing at a basement party. You know what I mean? You can't charge three thousand dollars for three beers. Yep. So set list real quick. So I mean, this one. I mean, that just came out guns a blazing. Pancakes, Madavan, Born, Arrow, Don't Do It with Margot Price, and Hot Tea with Corey Wong, and then Dripfield, because, you know, sometimes when you're expecting Dripfield, they play Dripfield. So that's cool. I mean, it's good. I was happy for. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, you, are you a little bit sad you didn't see Dripfield? So they're on the Dreamfield. I haven't noticed. They were on the Dreamfield stage. So, you know, it's like the Dripfield summer tour closer on the Dreamfield stage. I mean, that was the easiest. Probably eight points anybody had. So whatever. I, I, I actually what I had T at eight. T points, was but... the easiest eight points. Dripfield was my easiest seven points. Well, yeah, there we go. So um, yeah, yeah, great set. Still haven't really heard, um, you know, a, a really good recording of this yet. Uh, I think there is a there is an audience recording up. Um, and I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but it kind of felt to me like the pancakes, the Madavon, the Arrow were all like pretty upbeat. And, you know, this was a little bit of a dance party and mm-hmm. everyone was having a great time. Born, you know, kind of in the mix there, just the straightforward seven minute Born. Um, just getting the, you know, getting the album track out there. It's a great song. Don't Do It, Margot Price came out. I mean, I don't know. I, I mentioned this the other day, too, on the pod, um, on the live pod, that when they announced her coming out, I mean, I was really and the first thing that popped in my head was California Magic. And, I, and so then I just couldn't stop thinking about how awesome that would have been with her. I felt like the don't do it was just okay, to be honest, but that, that was just my opinion. And again, I haven't heard like a, haven't heard very good audio of this. Uh, Hot tea with Corey Wong. Sounds great. You know, I'd like to hear, I'd like to really hear this one cleaned up and, and, and hear more what, you know, kind of Corey and Rick were doing, especially so, and then pretty straightforward drip field closer. So yeah, I mean, sacred rose. Um, yeah, I mean, I also felt like I heard more Sound Tribe Sector 9 than I've heard in about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I really liked the the hot tea with Corey, as you said. I'm very looking forward, very much looking forward to hearing that uh, and soundboard quality. Um, Wong Gang. Wong Gang. I, Wong I, gang. I, felt, I think his rhythm guitar very, very nicely complimented the band. Yeah, yeah a, you know, if, uh, you know, all, all the, the bullshit rumors that you see on like a uh, Nug's comments are true that uh, Peter's leaving the band. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> let's let's hope it's Corey Wong that replaces him. Uh, <laughs> Bite your but tongue. actually, kidding aside, uh, of course Bite we never tongue. want Peter to leave. Uh, but uh, man, and, and the bullshit like, rumors are exactly that bullshit. Yeah, rumors. they are exactly that. Uh, but you know, makes sense to address it, seeing how people are actually talking about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, like that that. That hot tea. Oh well, hold on one second, Mia. I, I I I was on mute. I actually hadn't heard those rumors because I don't read Nugs reviews. Oh, <laughs> we we know you. We know you read the guy. group group chat, though. We know you read the group chat. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah, man, Corey Wong out there for hot tea. That that was spectacular. Uh, you know, I, I really want to hear it cleaned up, like. Like I've said, and and hear, you know, maybe kind of the intricacies of what they were were doing. But I mean, he added some stuff to Hot Tea 
guitar wise that I, I don't think I've ever heard before. And that was really exciting. So, I mean, he jazzed it up a little bit. Um, I think I was joking at the time when we were listening to it uh, on the, uh, the, the stream there that like he was going to like out Berkeley Rick, um, <laughs> which it did sound like it for like a minute there where he got like pretty jazzy. So it was, it was pretty cool. I, that, I that was it. super clever. Who said that? Uh, that was me. Oh, okay. uh, you're a clever guy. <laughs> uh, I, I can be clever. I was really clever. Yeah. Uh, just like it was said. No, I feel ashamed uh, for mentioning it. Our, li- our on our live pod the other day with uh, uh, Mike the Narc, Mike Kasich. That basically, you know, my, uh, Rick had a string go out right at some point. Mm-hmm. And we had and an amp go out. And there was an amp that went out, so there's a yeah. lot of things going on there, and that uh, they were competing, basically, like turning Trevor up. Uh, they were competing with S- SDS nine <laughs> base wise. Like every time they got a little bit louder, they turned Trevor up. Every time they got a little bit louder, they turned Trevor up. So we all, all like ended up, you know, even on the the little mixler that we had, uh, having our insides vibrated at home. If you had a decent sound system. Or your ears if you're listening on headphones. Yeah, yeah and the kick drum too was like obnoxiously super loud. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. it was excited to hear the def- soundboards. Yeah, they definitely they definitely pushed the bass. I mean, I was at the festival, um, and uh, yeah, I mean overall, I think that it went well uh, for them. Ran into Peter um, earlier in the day, and you know he said, uh, yeah, they they had flown out at four in the morning gotten off stage around one in in uh washington and then got to the airport by four and then flew over and peter's like oh i slept so he was doing okay uh, and he's still <laughs> but, out there mingling with fans man he's still yeah. out there glad handing yeah so it was it was Love cool it. to see him the, sh- the show itself was fun pancakes and madovan definitely the highlights for me i think it started really well the sound was was tough i mean festival setting for goose is very different definitely was you know, something I, it was my first, uh, and one that it just, yeah, it was different for, for show number 25 for me to be in that setting. It was, it was cool. I just didn't really get to focus as much on them, which I think is fair given a festival grounds. And like everybody's talked about the sound that was coming from the other stages was just insane. Um, so it was a little difficult to focus. Um, but overall everyone was having a blast. I think, and that's what was important. A lot of new fans, again, a bunch of festivals and overall, I think a successful festival season for them. So agreed. Uh, D yeah. was it difficult to abandon SCS nine for uh, well, for Goose? Yeah, no, I not at all. I mean, I I uh, I saw a little bit of Sound Tribe walking back for some bathroom, a little little per break. Uh, and the the one thing that was tough was just that field was so packed. Like where we left, it was like, nope, you're not getting back to where you were. <laughs> just like, which is cool to see the 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 popularity of you know the band now. Um, but no, it was okay. Goose is my new favorite, obviously. Fantastic. All day. Yeah. And that and that brings us to the end of the tour. So I think, uh, for everybody listening, I think that we have covered a leg of tour in record time now. So look at us go. We're pretty Woo! cool. Yeah, I'm clapping for pat, us. Pat on the back. I'm like really no, proud Good job by us. And now it's yeah. time for everybody's favorite part of the pod. The sack. The mail sack. Yeah, let's drop um, the sack. Thank you to everybody um, on Twitter who is sending us uh, stuff. Yeah, getting involved. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and so we're each going to read a thing. So I will start. 
Uh, got one here from Altered Brad the Fourth at Four Year Puma. Drove That's to Vegas point. after the Colorado shows. After experiencing the historical Red Rocks show and getting emotional during Tumble in Arcadia, we got to go back to the intimacy of Old Goose. It was full circle. Fell in love with Turbulence and Earthling or Alien there and met some new Arizona friends. Too fun. Really, really cool um, point there about going from, you know, huge venues to smaller venues. I experienced that in my first two shows, you know, my first show being Goosemas and my second show being a DC a few days later with, you know, I think one sixth the amount of people um, and in a much, much smaller room. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to also hear how the band you know, kind of plays differently uh, based on the size of the venue. Um, definitely a bit looser in Vegas. Is anybody else excited for uh, Ryan to experience the Colorado goose vibe? Oh, yeah. I am for sure. Very excited. Yeah, he's the only one who has not seen the Colorado goose show yet. It's the only I've I've never been to Colorado. I'm very excited. December is going to be good. All right, who, who's got the next mail sack? All right, I got a good one. Uh, all right, go ahead. All right, so we got it from our boy Rock. Uh, oh, my, you son of a bitch! Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have let you go. Uh, well, I'm gonna upset. go right into you. I'm gonna go right into you here. So this is perfect. All right, all right, all right. From our boy Rock at Strangest Design. Um, we hung out with Eric and Anna, his wife, throughout Colorado. So I'm yeah, again. They were March. awesome, man. I think. Uh, Shout out! I got, I got to meet them as well. Uh, Jive. Yeah. So I'm again I'm, in Chicago. I, I got to meet them. Fantastic yep, folks. Yep. Proceed did. So with as the sack, sir. Rock states, I'd like to highlight slash give credit to Peter, the guitar player, for bringing out dark themes and rhythm to many of the evil jams we've enjoyed this tour. Love me layers of organ slash synth slash clav, but I'm becoming partial to two guitar agility. Um, yeah, I, I love this comment from Eric here. I think like we said, and we've talked about quite a bit, we touched on the Wisteria from Dylan. Um, we've touched on, you know, yes, using keys in spaces where he'll usually play guitar, but the dissonance that we're seeing in, you know, Madhavan and the attack on Tumble and um, a lot of the two guitar jams that are just really, uh, and Peter's playing in general has really just gotten insane with some of his effects. What do you got to say about it, Neil? I mean, I've been saying this for a while. I, I've been saying this to people, like probably not on the pod, but people that I've been like introducing to Goose. People and, on like, the I'm, elevator. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, really. What? Uh, what? I, I'm like one of those Goose fans that jams Goose sends people down yep. people's throats. Uh, but no, like uh, I remember specifically at Westville 2021, where like I was saying to like a friend of mine, uh, seeing his first Goose show, like when these jams get like real deep and like Peter's playing guitar, like listen to Peter play guitar because uh, it's worth listening to uh, because I, I think he has depth to the jams that when he plays guitar, that uh, is outstanding. He's a, he's a phenomenal rhythm guitar player. Um, and there's more to it than just like playing rhythm, right? Like there's just adding, I don't know, spice to the jam. And uh, he's done it so well. He's done it so well in like so many amazing jams recently. And like, I couldn't agree more. I, he, is spectacular at the instrument, uh, the way that he plays it. Yeah, it's really been a hallmark of 2022, Peter's incredible guitar playing and how he's complimented Rick. Yeah. Who's uh, got the next mail right. sack? Well, I got, yeah, uh, no, I'm going to do one now because Daniel stole mine. You? Um, how dare you? So now you can steal Kevin B's. 
Meals. So I have one uh, that's maybe not so serious, but worth bringing up. Um, the Vic dot eth 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 man eth whatever. I'm gonna uh, steal your <laughs> NFT. Man. No. I'm gonna steal your NFT, bro. Uh, well, you know I've got one, uh, so that's exciting. You got none though. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his question is: When will we? <laughs> this is actually relevant. Uh, when will we see utility in Goose's NFTs? Uh, and I say, probably never. Uh, yeah, it's for it's for know. you know it's for the fun for the experience. I might be like, wrong. Oh yeah, I have a goose NFT. Whatever. I've got one. I did. No, you, that's no, the you NFT don't. you have. No, no, you don't. I have. No, I did. I got it. I, no, actually, I, mean, I, I just actually I, I just, no. I should I bring stole, this up. I stole so it. I stole it's, it. It's worth bringing up. <laughs> so I I collected the the proof of attendance thing. You know when I went to Radio City, and then uh, being uh, a tech noob, being vexed by technology. I didn't claim it correctly, so I didn't actually get the NFT. But the guy who was in charge of the NFTs, um, his name is escaping me now, but uh, he was like really kind uh, to me and then sent me one like maybe about, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Um, so I appreciate that. He's a pretty great guy. So uh, that's a James Flames design, right? On that yeah, it is. And like, yeah. you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, like I, I wish I was more bought into this whole like, NFT thing, but I'm not. Um, I'm just well, glad you didn't we are, pay for We are it. not an NFT podcast. So. I'm just glad yeah, you didn't pay yeah. for it, Neil. Yes. I didn't pay for it. I did get it for Let's, free. Uh, well, I so, collected the, you know, I collected the thing, you know. It's so I have a, a meal yeah. sack, a meal sack drop. Uh, yeah, from Ryan, yeah, from Ryan Legbold, uh, and it's more of a comment than a question here, uh, but I think it might spur some conversation between us. Uh, considering how prominent Arcadia's were in last year, uh, last year's Jotty bracket, including my champ, Mission Arcadia, I'm predicting a Goose Miss Arcadia that will capture a one seed in this year's bracket. Surprisingly, I don't feel like any Arcadia this year is a contender yet. What do y'all think? Oh, he's right. There's not one this year that is a contender. Yeah, a couple of couple. And of I think he's also ones. right that we're due for something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely a couple of good Arcadias, um, you know, some above average ones. Um, really like the introduction of the slow ending to them. I think the best Arcadia this year so far is one with Trey. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not one that's a contender in the bracket. Yeah, the Trey one is kind of the standout in terms of vibes, right? I like Nashville. Mm-hmm. Nashville is my highest ranked Arcadia. Is that the Wolfman's Arcadia? That's the Wolfman's Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. that one's pretty good. Um, I just I like mean, the, I, I hate I like to assign a, a fish tune name to it, but it, it really it I mean, is. It's got I mean, vibes, it man. Yeah. You could no, also call sure. it Pancakes Arcadia, but Madison yeah. also had a nice Arcadia. Madison is nasty. I remember when we were watching the fan stream of that show, and we were like, "Oh, it's just going to be one of those like twelve minute Arcadias," and then it was like twenty minutes. Yeah, Madison. It is just pretty good. builds for so long. It's it's really good. So if you haven't listened to the Madison Arcadia in a while. Go check it out. Super slow. All right, I've too. got a, I've got a couple uh, just quick true false stock <laughs> items. Okay. These are the best. Uh, first right, one is go. from um, old friend Noah. It says Ben and Jeff have been playing tribal with their double kit. Dylan Wisteria, for example. True. That's a true for true, sure. True. Yep. And I, I just want to say for my I've actually fact. been. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I've been noticing and and i don't know if it's because i've been missing it before or what but it just seems like we're we're getting double drums on more and more stuff so if you all search the group chat for drip drums from me 
you'll see how far back that goes. But the, they've yeah. been doing the well, I think of drip drums as something drums. specific. Like DC Wisteria. Yeah. Dr- drums that sound like drip fields. So drip drums is kind of how I take that. But double drums, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like I'd have to go back and listen to every version of every song and be like, figure out, okay, when when was the first time? That's what Ryan's got to do. That's the type of stuff Ryan wants to, wants to document. So He's tangled up an echo. <laughs> He'll have to take that on. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, double drums, man. That's just I, we're going to see more and more of it, I think, and I'm all here for that. It's 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 great. Yeah, it's making rather double drums than one set of drums, and then you know some some little stuff, you know, some little twinkly, you know, shiny things that you run the thing. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. Jeff has definitely been more audible yeah. recently, and he plays a lot like of it. instruments. So I mean, haven't seen props a, for that. Oh, for I haven't sure. seen a, I haven't seen a loaded beer can in a minute. So, uh, and then we've got Garrett, um, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed Guaranteed is what he said. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. So we met, Uh, I, 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 someone pointed him out to me who had already met him. And so I, I ran up in the line before the doors open and Dylan night two and, uh, really wanted to, I can't imagine you running. I feel Um, like it was more of a, like a, a saunter. Just watch him in pickleball. No, yeah, I move. Yeah. I get up and down the court. (laughs) He's so, got long legs, so he can move uh, quickly. He does uh, have long legs. Yeah, great guy. You know, I always think about the fact that he streamed Suwani last year, and I'll always remember him for that. And uh, so anyway, I wanted to say hi to him, so I said hi to him. And then I noticed coincidentally that uh, he left a comment tonight on the pod. He said, Dylan Knight 2, born, headed into the jam with a sun setting. Second set wisteria, Red Rocks Blood Buzz, Red Rocks Tumble, Vegas Jivecta. That must be the triptych he's talking about. LA yep. Slow Ready uh, with Lucius and In Your Eyes with Lucius, and then the LA Driptych. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's True. kind of flexing, I guess, a little bit. Is he's not really asking a question? He's I think no, he's, he's saying his like, favorite moments. He's saying these are my favorite moments, and I went to all these shows, and you know, it's a good flex. I'm giving him props, yes. definitely, um, and and ultimately that's that's a that's a true. I don't disagree with anything he's saying there. I mean, those would be my highlights as well. So, uh, good job by Garrett. Nice to meet you. Shout out. Thanks again for that Suwani stream. Um, and yeah, so who's next? D. He also makes killer yeah. goose pogs, by the way. I definitely. Pog, yeah, he's yeah, this is the pog guy. I yeah, definitely, I, I definitely have another one right here. If I could, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Shawnee Mac. Uh, Tim Seavey, right? Uh, this sure, dude guy. is one of Ali Dice is friends that was visiting from San Francisco when I was watching a show with Chop and Ali uh, and Fishsticks referee, and we literally saw this dude come to life as a fish fan in front of, or not a fish fan, a goose fan in front of our eyes, like it was amazing. And like at the time, I told Chop uh, on this last run, I was like. Man, I thought at the time maybe he was like just putting on airs because we were all just kind of dialed into what was happening. And like to see him like posting like his come alive, I'm following Goose on this mini tour has been just awesome to see. And he yeah. had this he he had this post uh, for the Tahoe show that he was at uh, Rosewood and the Creatures and the SOS in Tahoe. Wow. Uh, also the Empress in Portland. And to that, I just say it's fantastic, man just to see that enthusiasm, just to see new fans 
that think, you know, hey, I don't know if I'm going to find another band to listen to. And holy shit, I just find another band to listen to. It's just fantastic to see that stuff happening in real time. Like, man, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, fans, yeah. He's maybe. a super cool dude. We've been interacting a little bit as well. And, you know, I just, I feel like it bears repeating. Like, you know, it's... I'm just, I just naturally look at this shit and I want to, and I want to compare things and contrast things and I want to track them. I want to rank them and I want to put them into buckets and all that stuff. It's just kind of how my brain works. Right. But I tell people all the time, like every show is a great show. You know what I mean? Like this band is out there playing great shows every night to new fans every night. And so I just, I just always feel like, you know, that, that, like I said, it's worth repeating. You know what I mean? It's like, I, if we ever sound or if I ever sound like, you know, I'm dismissing something because there's something else that might be better. It's all good. I mean, it's all good. Everything these guys are doing is great right now. True. Go. That's, That's a, true. 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 I've got one more. Uh, <laughs> one more. We're past the two hour marks. So may as well keep going. Well, let's do one last one. Cause I, I think this one actually, oh, I thought we had I, three hours. Yeah. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Come on now. We have plenty of time, but like, uh, so this one, this one, I, I think can actually spark some decent conversation and like probably a good way to end it. Um, if we want to end it on this one, but, uh, so 902 Vickers, uh, who's like a frequent commenter. So shout out to him. Spends a lot of time thinking about this band, does some cool stuff where he does like the guess the jam thing, which like, you know, folks should. Nobody can guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I usually do pretty well. Uh, Jive got me with his thing the other day, though. I had no idea what the hell that was. But um, so his comment was, would love to hear your perspective on how uh, this year compares to 2021. Not necessarily which one is better, but things you're all noticing. Uh, for example, new styles of jamming, uh, show compositions, how certain band members have evolved, influence of newer songs, etc. Which I think we've touched on this this podcast already like a bunch but um i think we're, we're starting to see this band kind of move in a direction of like i guess maturity in terms of jamming styles we're gonna we're, we're seeing things that are are very very different uh and i point to really at the beginning of this year when we're thinking about uh san fran wisteria and how much san fran wisteria has bled into other jams this year like mm-hmm. You know, all I need from Legend Valley or uh, Raleigh Madavon or, I mean, even the, you know, Earthling or Alien from, uh, from MPP. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very different this year. And 2021 is awesome. Like, you go back and you, you think about, like, the top 10 or so jams of that year. And, like, those are incredible, incredible jams. But I think what we're seeing now is, like, stuff that's actually very, very different than that. Um, and it's something to be really, really excited about. And we kind of touched on that, Neil, like the yeah. uh, MPP echo. Like, it's not going to make the top 64 right now with like months to go before the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. it's nuts. We talk about like precision and them playing precise and we kind of, you know, we joke about it, but these are hundred percent professional musicians. They're not dialing it in. Like you're getting a, you're getting a fantastic professional show every time these guys play sure i i would say that there's there's a few things that that jump out at me if i think of you know 2022 versus 2021 the first one would probably be just the 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 darkness the the 
you know, getting into the dark spaces more and the evil kind of stuff more. For I, mean, sure. I think that's a, that's a big kind of part of that evolution. Right. Um, another big one is there's been 14 original debuts in 2022 and there were seven in all of 2021. Keep them and coming. then you could take this a step further and look at those songs individually as well. But, um, I, I think, I think there's been a big shift in just their out, their output and, you know, that alongside, you know, the evolution they're playing and everyone continuing to, to evolve as a musician, all those things. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a huge, that one might stand out to me the most, just the, 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 the output when it comes to new songs. Um, and yeah, I mean, with, with Peter, I would say like 2021 was like the year of Peter evolving on keys. And then maybe you would expect that to continue in 2022, but you know, it's almost like he, you know, put the focus into some of the guitar work and some mm-hmm. of that, you know, more nuanced kind of texturing and, you know, facts and, and, you know, personal style and things like that. Some of the things that you guys were talking about just, just a few minutes ago. So those would be yeah. about the big three things that would stand out to me. Yeah. And so I would say before we close out, what are you guys hoping for on this fall tour uh, coming up? I would say, I would like uh, the way it is and no rain, please. I love no rain. I mean, are we talking like fall tour? Are we talking about like Taboos? fall tour inclusive of Taboos? Not, like not Taboos, just, just fall, just the, the goose headlining fall tour. I mean, I would like- what I'm really looking forward to like in, in this fall tour is like not fest sets. I mean, yeah, like... I, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, I just want to, I want to hear Goose go out there and do their thing several nights in a row. Um, and I, I think that's like my one knock over of like what happened this summer tour is like, even there were even two set shows that felt like fest sets. And like, I just want them like to go out and, and do what they did like winter tour, like at the start of this year where they were just like playing night after night, just like playing their stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, I want to hear them like, do like some silly stuff of like smaller venues and like, you know, like I, I think earlier this year we were kind of like hating on that a little bit, but like now I kind of miss it. Um, I, I want them to, to be comfortable and loose and just do whatever the hell they want. Right. Um, uh, and, and so that's what I'd, I'd like to see like in this, this fall tour, um, maybe yeah. like not like have to like go out there and like impress the shit out of everybody every night, like just do what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I totally agree with that. And I think like looking at this tour, I feel like it's set up really well for that kind of thing because it, this tour starts out with two, two night runs, a lot of two four, yep. four shows in four days, um, at, at just two venues. So, I mean, I think that, I think that what, what we see a lot is it's the two night runs where they tend to drop like some of their best shows, get comfortable. Um, yeah, it's it's the good night sleep factor, um, but yeah, it's it's also just you know yeah, they just yeah, it's comfortability, I guess you know in in a lot of different ways. But um, so that's really cool. And then as you move down through the tour, and they are kind of mo- start to travel around a little bit, you get some nice runs of shows. I mean, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, eleven, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So a lot of shows coming kind of thick and fast. You know what I mean? So. I think that also bodes well. So just, just looking at the, at the proper tour before, you know, the tab shows, um, I feel like this is primed 
to deliver some some really good stuff. So so I, I'm coming into it with you know with with high expectations for sure. A general comment that I would make about that is like every little break that we've seen from Goose, and then like the next tour that they took, they've taken off on. We've seen a little bit of a wrinkle of something different, of something improving, of something that's always getting better. And that's, I think that's why we're all here and why we're so intrigued and, and hooked on this band right now. Yeah, I think yeah, my true. hope would be a little bit more setless variation. Like I said, we got, I think there was a mail sack. I know Brendan, um, our boy B Dunn, referenced it to tie that in, but just a little bit more variation i would say bringing some of those songs that we saw with bigger gaps back into the fold a little bit more regularly or white lights and um some of that i would say drive to more regular rotation uh coupled with maybe some of the album stuff becoming a little bit more not not as you know three to four show gaps i think that would be nice for me so yeah. can i drop my own mail sack sure your mail sack so i i have a question of my own for y'all and i think this is all just like pure speculation because i don't want to put anybody on the spot but there was a conversation uh i i believe in interviews about there being more original songs more content them wanting to move on uh from Dripfield, and i know we're still experiencing Dripfield, uh but are there more? Is there another album on the horizon to your y'all's knowledge? Not, not to my knowledge, but just if be. I had to speculate, there absolutely is. I'm absolutely asking all of you to speculate. I, yeah, I, there's I think there's music sure. in the can for sure, and I, I think that goes beyond Goose. I mean, I, I think that's the, I think that's also true for Vasudo. Oh damn! Yeah. I mean that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, it's at some point they're going to have to put Silver Rising on wax. They're going to have to put California Magic on wax. Like want it to happen. Yeah, it's it's going to happen, and it's probably already happening. Actually, as we have these like longer breaks, um, they have to be recording these songs. I, I'd be shocked if they weren't. Thank you for cradling my sack. <laughs> Fantastic, and that Perfect. and that is a perfect place to end off. Well, so I do, I have one, I do have one other topic. Yeah, uh, sure he does. Ryan, because I, I know See, that, we got uh, through the shows faster, but we had to, we had we to, we need to talk major awards. <laughs> yeah. I feel oh, like it's a collective. I go ahead. Pat yourself. Hey, congratulations. No, no, I wanted to give a shout out. So uh, <laughs> to, you, oh, to yourself, God. Listen, we hey. No, it's gonna hey, be a backhanded sh- shout out. Yeah, on, now we're fucked. On. We blew it. Now come we blew on, it. Guys, come on, guys. Listen, <laughs> Fantasy Goose is a it's a big deal to a lot of people. You know what I mean? There's, <laughs> to you, there's a lot. There's to a lot of players of out there today. People yeah, want to hear. You know what I mean? There's dozens good of content. us. There's dozens of us. So no, hey, listen, seriously, shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to you guys. You're not letting me talk, and you're making fun of me. I'm trying to give a shout out to you guys because. Between the five of us, winning would not have been as fun without beating four of us. You. Four of us in the top six. Yeah, that's it. That's out of thousands of players. That's four <laughs> of the top six. Tens of thousands. Ten, point, um, point tens of thousands. So, just <laughs> for anybody who's interested in the actual information, I, I came in first. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Neil came in second. 
Yeah. Corey, it's good, good buddy. Met Corey at Dylan and uh, saw him again at Red Rocks. His brother, their whole crew, uh, really, really awesome group. Um, he was talking a little bit of smack, though. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So he did end up going <laughs> to so that's good for a little while. That's a good so. job by him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was right up there. Well, he was kind of him and Corey and Neil were kind of going back and forth in a, like a battle for second. And so. Neil so won the battle true. for a second, so cheers to him as well. Again, I'm just glad that Zach you, Straw. I, I'm just glad Zach that you could call them all that they lost tonight. <laughs> call them out individually. I want to just. I just want to. I'm only going to run through a couple more real quick. Zach Straw. <laughs> we talked about him before. He does it for the love of the game. Same with Corey. They just. They're. You know. They're in it. You know. They're up there competing every night, and you know it shows in these results. You know. I mean, those are those are top top finishes. You know, everyone should be proud of that. You know what I mean. And then we've got D coming in fifth, champion of the previous season, coming mm-hmm. right back into the fifth spot. So good job by him. I think he struggled early and then he came back late. And then young Ryan coming in sixth place, uh, which I, I think I is also two, had two a, tours in a row. A, I had a late tier comeback. Late two tier, tours late in a row. Comeback. He's coming to sit in the sixth spot. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah he's right there. Listen, and I know Kevin's, Kevin's right winning up in for here a while, somewhere too. So. And, those, and those are the results. And we appreciate everybody that played this year. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, just make sure you really, really congratulate B on winning because he, you know, he, he doesn't really job. think about it. It's not really on the forefront of his mind that he won. It's, a, it's an so afterthought. Says the guy, says the guy yeah. whose picks are in at, at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. <laughs> I, I wake no, up in the a- morning. I look at my spreadsheet. It's I do job. my picks. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, my, it's my, a good during, way of doing when, it. When, when tour is happening, you know, yeah. My, when my phone starts buzzing in the morning, it's usually Ryan letting us know that his picks are already in. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself. So the the advice there, Ryan, maybe it's like maybe take another extra hour or two. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Last fall, when I had no spreadsheet and was just going like off of. I would literally pick up my phone, just like go through and pick eight random songs that I thought they might play. I was winning for like two thirds of the tour. You were so, not. I, uh, I was winning until just after my birthday when I started completely shitting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I got Golden Goose twice in the span of like a week and a half. So get it, get out. So of anyway, here. that's a so anyway that's a wrap on the on the fantasy yeah, that, goose season. That's a fantasy and goose. And, yep. and I expect even more players. In the fall, please get involved. You know, sign up, play, get involved. Um, Y'all heard it here, Ryan. Yeah, shit just, the bed. Yeah, there's <laughs> thank you. There's more and more good players, you know, co- coming out every tour. And I feel like winning. You? How I feel, dare winning you it people? is only getting more and more difficult. So. How dare you, people? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I'm kidding. That's where we're playing. gonna that's where we're gonna wrap up the episode for today. Uh, don't forget, uh, as fall tour kicks off, the day after every show. At three o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, uh, tune in on to Always Almost There on YouTube at AAT Goose Pod on Twitter or our Facebook page. Um, we will be we are live recapping the previous night's shows. If you are going to shows this fall and you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please um, stay vigilant to our social media. We will be putting out a call in the next couple of weeks. Other than that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Again, as usual, if you are still listening, thank you. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Love y'all.
Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.